are listening to the Savage Fincast, episode 129. Oh, golly. Chicago. The criminal mastermind called Overlord held our city in his terrifying grip. Ordinary cops were losing the battle against Overlord's super freaks and mutants. Then, a miracle happened. When I found him, he had no memory of his past. I helped him find an identity and a life. Now we have a fighting chance. Now we have the dragon. This is the Savage Fincast, the show that is reasonably sure Malcolm Dragon does not have scales. My name is Jim Purcell. I'm Craig Olson. And I'm Mark Welzer, returning again. Yeah, it's always good to have you, Mark. Wait a minute. I feel like I'm in the five-timers club now. Hold on. <laughs> What's this what? I'm seeing? Coming in hot. What's happening? With a steel chair. Oh, my what God. What is this? Oh, my God. Oh, my Can God. It no. Can it be? Can you smell what the raven's cooking? Holy shit. That euphemism for taking a dump. Welcome back. Welcome back. It's raven. (laughs) You deserve it. You deserve it. It's the return of the king. Welcome, guys. It's so good to be back. We have not heard your voice in several centuries. Listen to that sweet, sweet voice. My dulcet tones. Dulcet's a good word for it. Mm. It's good to be back, guys. It's Better good to be back. Sultry. And, yeah, everybody put a, a napkin down on your seat so you don't slide off of it when you hear Raven's <laughs> voice. <laughs> well, I appreciate that. You know, welcome. Thank you for the welcome, guys. It's good to be back. Uh, thank you, Mark Welzer, for holding down the fort. Uh, I'm gonna say it right now, baby. You're in the. You're in. You're part of the family. Yeah. You, you weren't keeping my seat warm. You're part of the crew. Yeah, when we get to episode 200, we'll definitely have you back for a mini uh, interview like like last time. <laughs> He's like, scratch that. <laughs> no, but it's it's good to be back, dudes. And I, I love listening to the show as a listener. Uh, I'm glad I wasn't here when Augie was on because we I, I think he was ready to cut my throat. <laughs> now, when you listen to it and you're not on it, are you yelling it? <laughs> at us too absolutely good absolutely dude you guys you say fucking morons how do oh you not god. know my god come on guys did you even read i'm always the smartest one when i'm not on the show yeah <laughs> what's well, funny it changes doesn't it when you're but actually then, re- yeah but then mark's <laughs> on the show and he's like don't ask me about any of the guys i drew i don't know their names i mean you can ask me about it Uh, it's great to have you back, Raven. That's podcast Mark versus Thank uh, you, listener Mark. Right. Listener Mark's a genius. <laughs> listener Mark is, honest to God, like, one of the most, like, I think he knows this shit better than Eric. Like, you know so yeah. goddamn much. He's like an infinite wealth. And uh, like I said, you put a microphone in front of Albert Einstein, and he's going to 
turned into fucking Forrest Gump. Now, if he only would have used that for things like trigonometry and geometry and shit like that. Right. Well, we can all agree that Gavin still outnerds everybody. <laughs> yeah. But I show He's... up. <laughs> Ooh. Well, uh, it's good to be back, guys. Well, let's get I'll, into it. How let's long get... have you been gone? It's like I, been, been a gone. year. It's been a year. It's been a year. I it... survived a chemical explosion, so pretty good. <laughs> Feeling good. Uh, the East Palestine chemical explosion tried to take me out. Didn't work. I lived. <laughs> so here I am. Well, you know, in terms of if you were going to pick a year to leave the podcast, it's probably a good year because we got, what, four issues? Four issues. You were here for a couple of them, right? Yeah. And I don't want to, like, you know, brag, but I pretty much told Eric, don't you dare. <laughs> While I'm gone, slow it down, big guy. <laughs> Thanks, dude. Put it on pause. Yeah. I told him, and he said, I can't promise anything, but okay. That was very nice of him. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, we're we're homies. He responds to my DMs, you know, just like with the scene. Like, we don't need to talk. <laughs> just know that he read it. Yeah, just to see that he saw it. it and I, just, I don't even need a reply. It's like, yeah, we know. We got this nonverbal thing. It's cool. <laughs> it's all good. So, yeah, we're tight like that. And I said... No more. Take it back. Roll it back, big dog. No more. Let's take this back to the publisher years. And he said, okay. <laughs> so it's all good. Wish granted. Sorry. Yeah, sorry for everyone who wasn't me, but for me, it was great. Like 2023 was a, a great year. So <laughs> <laughs> for, for Savage Dragon. <laughs> Oh, my God. Do we have news? <laughs> we have a tiny bit of news. Um, nothing in terms of, like, covers or about the book specifically. But uh, apparently Malcolm Dragon is showing up in the latest issue of Philadelphia. Um, I think it's issue 32. I honestly forgot to check. Uh, it's... No, it's now 33. 33. I think he, he, was, the... te he was teased at the end of 33, uh, 32, and his full mm -hmm. issue is 33. Yeah, the arc started in 31, and it's like a Spawn Savage Dragon arc in Philadelphia, <laughs> which is like a vampire horror series. Yeah, I'm not so reading think, it, so I honestly don't really totally know what the premise is. I, I suggest, if I may, I, I know that I've just got back, but allow me to restructure the show. I think we should call this section Philadelphia because <laughs> I think we have two people who did read that issue, don't we? Uh, I flipped through it. I also I flipped it. through that it counts. just to just to see the pictures. Still counts. Mark, I thought I heard you say you read it. I did read it, yeah. Why don't why don't you fellas get into it on a very special episode of Philadelphia? Philadelphia. <laughs> I want to start off and say that I really like the artwork. Okay. What do you like about it? If there was a famous 1990s Marvel comic <laughs> You could compare it to who who would come to mind? Well, I feel like the name Mark Texera jumps out at me. Is that my pronouncing that name correctly? Texera? I think you yeah. Texera? There's Mark. Texera. Te However you want to say it with a little... Uh... Tex. It's, it's M-Tex. M-Tex. It's Tex, he, right? I think he just signed it. I, it's just the English way to say it, but yeah, probably the <laughs> Spanish or Portuguese way would be Texera. Well, all right. Sorry. 
Uh, yeah, well, no. okay. Whatever. I don't think you are. That's high, <laughs> that's high praise. We all we all loved his art, so that's high praise. That's not said in jest. Like, and Art's I will great. say that like yeah. the guest cover that he did on Savage Dragon was good. Like, I loved it. Also good. Yeah. So the art's good, but it's kind of weird. I feel like you left a crucial element out of your oh. review. Uh, like the panel to panel storytelling was also very good. The coloring mm-hmm. was nice. Keep uh, dancing. Keep keep, keep keep dancing. It's it's a very it's a very dark comic. It's very much like a spawn horror type comic, like vampires and. I saw a topless nudity. Ooh! I just got had, my interest peaked. I don't read Philadelphia, so I'm trying not to judge the book as a whole. Right. I'm coming in on issue 33. Mm-hmm. Uh, I had no idea what the fuck was going on. I don't know who these characters were or what their relationship with each other was or what even the premise right. was in the world. That's my fault because I haven't read the first. Yeah, movie. this is some. Well, and this is also the third issue in a story arc. So they did set stuff up right. in issue 31, which I read. But I'm still lost like I would be in anything that I came in late. If anyone was longing for the days of when Malcolm was a cop, um, yeah, this your chance. I this guess. this is Chicago cop era Malcolm, yeah. uh, which is Whoa. odd, very odd. It just it just feels like the author doesn't really know the source material that well. Just right. We talked yeah. about I guess you know before the show started. I, I think he, he says you know something about Malcolm commenting on something about his scales. Yeah, he yeah. What it, scales. Um. Uh, and also, just, he doesn't—he doesn't really even sound like Malcolm, really. Which is—I didn't think it was that horrible, but I—I—I I, I don't know. It's not it's, that bad, but it's just—it's—it—it it, it seemed like he was kind of a cross between Malcolm and the original dragon, and what people's perception of Savage yeah. Dragon is. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, should we spoil the ending of the issue? Yeah, that's what people are here for. Yeah, okay. go ahead, spoil it. Well, because the end of the issue actually ends with Malcolm meeting his dad um, in the afterlife, I suspect, unless it's a, a demon trick, which is also possible based on the context. Yeah, which I'm guessing is something to that effect. Some trickery. Yeah, or so- he's just seeing him in whatever, the afterlife, because there's a lot to do with hell and like the, the two issues before this is a lot to do with like demons coming up through hell and references to male Boja and mm. well, oh, yeah, that, that, that explains why <laughs> spawn is here. Okay. I didn't yeah, think. exactly. So, uh, <sighs> yeah. Um, is it crazy? Is it crazy that I would say still easily hands down the best Malcolm Draga dragon era, uh, comic that didn't come from, uh, Eric himself was uh, Nancy in hell. That's pretty nuts, but you're right. Yeah, there's just not a lot out there with Malcolm in it. But, but I, al- I don't I also... remember anything that happened in that book. I remember yeah. reading it, but I don't remember it. Uh, the cool thing about that was uh, what's her uh, Debbie's mom was in it, and she mm-hmm. was kind of like Fiend. Yep, yeah, Fiend was like the bad guy in that, I think. Which is kind of cool because it I, tied it in. I vaguely recall. I think Eric may have helped with dialogue in that one, or at least Malcolm dialogue, which Maybe. might explain why it was a little better or a little. More, um, yeah, more more well, enjoyable. The, the team, the team on Nancy uh, in Hell or whatever, they're 
um, they're not uh, English. What is it? No, English? they're like not Italian, first, right, or something. Yeah, you know what I'm trying to say. Yeah. They're native, like fil- filthy foreigners. Right there, you go. Perfect. <laughs> yeah. Just like the guy. No one's gonna colors get mad Savage about Dragon. That. Right. No one's gonna get mad about no, that. No, but Just... I mean, I can see why they would need to have some help with the dialogue because uh, maybe English isn't their first language. No, well, I'm just, like... I'm just, I'm just saying. Like, remember way, 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 way back when there was the Hellboy Savage Dragon crossover? Um, yeah. Magnola came in and helped do Hellboy's dialogue in that because yeah. you know to get the voice right. I think it's, it's I think hard. It's... Yeah, it's it's hard to have somebody else write your character and then have it be completely wrong. And I think there was a problem like that when. Eric was doing Spawn with Todd, too, and mm-hmm. he would do the dialogue. Right. Like, My characters don't talk like this. Right, yeah. and Todd would rewrite it, and it would sound <laughs> wrong. And add you captions. Got Malcolm, you got Malcolm being like, Oh, jeez, you know what? Uh, I really would like to Spawn NFT. You know, maybe maybe uh, maybe Ant, you could come by. It's like a, a digital physical toy. It's, it's cool. Here comes Rutabaga Man, bub. <laughs> Maybe that's maybe that was what was wrong with the dialogue. It's too Canadian. Uh huh. Too Canadian. And filthy foreign. Filthy foreign. Another filthy foreigner. Another right. filthy We gotta we gotta close the borders, our northern borders, so that these people don't keep. This is what the show is now, Raven. I this is what yeah. This is what it's turned into. My first clue is when uh, Craig praised Ted Nugent off the air. <laughs> I was like, "Oh my god!" Now let's <laughs> now let's let's be fair. He praised the early music, which is different. Right. Yeah, Absolutely. I don't want anyone, yeah, I don't want anyone to think that joke was that he likes that. Right. I'm now getting anthrax I mean, in the mail. It's and unfortunate. Then for Ten minutes he was talking about how the vaccine doesn't work and how it was, <laughs> was planned, and it was. Even I like some uh, Eric Clapton songs, and it just can't be helped. <laughs> you know, so that, that's Philadelphia, guys. Uh, <laughs> I was going to say, and, and this concludes a very special are we still episode. In, you know, still though, Philadelphia. It, it is cool that there is a crossover. Like I yeah. do, like think that's neat. I will buy it. I might, you know, I, I'll read the whole arc and you know judge at the end. But sure. I mean, right now it's it's. Uh, it's a little shaky, but it's a curio. I, I'm happy it's not... to see Malcolm. I guess yeah, that's what I always is... want to know. And you two that read it, chime in here. Um, do you think, as a Savage Dragon fan, it's a must own, or is it not necessarily that? No, I would say no. I don't think it's a must own. I, I think any kind of like crossover that's a must own has to kind of like tie in with the book or at least have more than just like the main character. You know what I mean? Right, right, right. Like the, the you know, like a villain or something else that shows it, up. Right. At least Nancy and Hell had the villain and. Okay, that's the end of my sentence. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm done. <laughs> well, geez, that was the news, right? Yeah, you know, I just want. Did we ever talk about the um, the hack slash kill your idols one shot? Did we we say, did that last time? not. I, although, although I think we've been delayed so long, we did talk about it when it was running in the in the image uh, anthology. Um, I will say that I remember Craig talking about it while it was happening. Yeah. But since I have been back, there is the development of the collection. Right. Is that out or is that just solicited? No, so that's coming out I think in 
April. Um, and that's basically the collection from the image anthology. I think it ran for like, I don't know, maybe six or seven chapters, probably mm-hmm. six chapters or something mm-hmm. like that. And it was Tim Seeley, who's a huge fan of, you know, the Savage Dragon comic and it shows, and I think all early image in general. And he has his hack slash characters kind of face off against a bunch of them, like uh super Patriot, uh, the Bloodstrike guys, uh, Shadowhawk, basically maybe somebody else. I think they're mostly like they make sense. They're I think they're all like undead or could be yeah. considered as such because they're yeah. all zombies. Uh, not zombies. What am I saying? They're like resurrected or uh, cyborgs, right? I think that's the which were all tied in in the early nineties too. Yeah, except Cyber for Shadowhawk. I don't know. I don't know what's going on Shadowhawk on the cover. I I think Shadowhawk's got some funky like resurrection stuff going on, but I don't know Shadowhawk well enough to to be sure. Yeah. No one knows Shadowhawk. It's okay. <laughs> well, I'm looking forward to this because I never read that image anthology, so it'll be nice to have that stuff in one. Yeah, it, it's the art's pretty cool too. It's good. Yeah, it, it's, it, it is nice when they collect this stuff into like its own one shots. Like uh, the Massive Verse did the same thing for the the story about what's his face. Uh, oh, uh, what's his name? Slide or something? I don't know. Something like that. The name is escaping me. They they also did it for the Dutch series. Craig, aren't you a big local man fan? Yeah, I do enjoy local man. I'm enjoying so local Silly, man as well. So that Tim Silly guy, you could say he's definitely into that early '90s image stuff, right? Oh yeah, it's so cool. Like he does that on there, and he also does kind of like the news that let not a letters page, but like a news page in, inside local man that kind of mimics the '90s look of image. Yep. Nice. Well, that sto- cool. that comic in particular though is very much referencing that era, like in his yeah. in his dual narrative. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, He's like she- a washed up hero that was like a 90s superhero. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. He was on a team young, young blood like team. Yes, Sealy does done a lot of good comics in the last. Actually, it's kind of weird. He's kind of blown up in the last two years. Like, I knew his name from Hack Slash, but I didn't really read any of his comics. And all of a sudden, yeah, there's like same. five I'm reading right in the last two years. Money well, shot. Ironically. I remember him from. Um, he-Man comics. He did right. some He-Man comics. And I think even back when there was the classics line, he designed a, uh, a character of, uh, that they made a figure out of. Shit. Yeah, he's a huge He-Man like, he's a collector. He's a big He-Man guy, yeah. I have like a big hardcover book that he put out through Dark Horse. It's like the art of He-Man, like all the old like packaging and stuff. It's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. But yeah, he's yeah. like a, a massive He-Man fan. Yeah, he's a big he's a big so I, I was talking the other day about how I haven't been reading any of the new He-Man stuff, and people are like, oh, Tim Seeley's reading it, or writing it now, so I want to check that out. Because I, 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 from what little stuff I've read of his, I've always liked his work. This concludes our section, Tim Sheely. <laughs> was, um, yeah. No, that's good. It's good news. We, You know, it's funny, a little insider baseball listeners, we didn't have that article. Craig totally just pulled that out of his hat like this just in. Oh, wait a minute. This just in. <laughs> exactly. Top of the hour. Tim Seeley's one-shots are being collected into a trade. Oh, yeah. Get while it's hot. Super Patriot's in it. I forgot. Seeley wrote that core series that, um, that uh, Corey Hampshire drew back in like the... Early oh, aughts. did Corey Hampshire draw that? I think it was. I think he's, uh, he's credited on it. Looks no like kidding. he's the artist on that. Although, I think, was Seeley the writer or was he the... 
Oh, he's a. Oh, we, okay. If these credits are correct, he was actually the penciler. Yeah, and and, and, and Corey and Corey inked it. All right, so he was actually part of the art team on it. Never mind. That makes sense. But yeah, Seeley was did start out as a kind of an artist, didn't he? He also did that. What was the other one like? Bunny, that bunny girl, and something that crossed love, over with Savage Dragon. Love, love Bunny and Mister Hell. Yeah. yeah. There was a Savage Dragon crossover there, too. Yeah, the cover was just like a reused Savage Dragon cover. Yeah. And it even was photoshopped to look like they were taped on his back. Yeah, yeah, yep. It was funny. It was good stuff. Completionists have that issue. If you don't, you're a fake fan. (laughs) Fake fan. Real fans got the Love Bunny and Mr. Hell one shot. What up? All right. Does have an Eric Larson cover? Yeah. (laughs) Shall we do some? uh, I feel like we got some mail, didn't we? A little bit. A little bit of mail. Uh, We got a email and we got a comment. So uh, it's good to know that hasn't changed. (laughs) Raven, you uh, you volunteer being being freshly returned. Your throat is throat is healthy. You're gonna take on this email. Yeah. Your your healthy throat. Yeah, I got a big one for you. You guys ready? You you ready for a big one? A big one for your healthy throat? Because my throat's ready for a big one. Uh, hello, Jim, Craig, and Mark. Ouch. Especially not oh. Raven. <laughs> that, oh, mm, that hurts. Been an avid listener of your podcast since the beginning. What, of 2023? Anyway. <laughs> been an avid listener of your podcast since the beginning and reader of Savage Dragon since the 90s, and I wanted to weigh in on the interesting conversation and the previous wedding issue. Hold the up. Villain or villain. Hold up. Sorry, I did not want to cut off the email, but I just thought of something. Raven, do you have an answer for our interesting conversation before uh, all the good ones get taken? He doesn't even remember. He's eating a listen well, now. He's putting them on the spot. Go ahead and bring me back up. Yeah. Uh, the question was, uh, what Savage Dragon villain, villain did you think was the most effective? Or Effective uh, in terms of was that defined? Like good at killing? Well, not just good at killing. Like They were the most, like, the most villainous. Like They actually achieved their goals. Or got close oh. to it, like the most effective, or, mo- or not not your favorite villain, and not like I guess the actual question is what who's the best villain and like who's in, the best who's the best in terms, in terms of, of like yeah ability and like skill and like like listen dude like I mean it's got to be glum I hate to say it but like motherfucker like smashed the universes together I mean okay. he did what he did what like no other he all right. Glum, <laughs> Glum, fuck this book like no other villain has or will probably. More true. than the book, very true. <laughs> yeah, he smashed all the realities together, and now everyone more than the realities. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, Stop and, sandbagging <laughs> Craig and his and his, his sex uh, jokes. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, yeah. No, plus he became truly despicable. I would say. Like, I think a lot of villains, like, you kind of also, like, Overlord's kind of cool. And, you know, like, Dart is, like, a completely psychotic. But, like, you know, it's like Glum is truly despicable. Like, he makes me borderline uncomfortable. He's a little bastard. And just when you think that turd's flushed, it pops back up. He won't stop coming back. All right. Sorry for the interruption, emailer. (laughs) Raven, you may now continue. Quite all right. Let's see the villain or villains I think that have succeeded are Solar Man and Emperor Kerr. 
After Solar Man was blinked back into existence, he quickly got to work de-glumming the planet, defeating Universo, and then proceeded to kill all criminals. If Rex and Shadowhawk didn't release the old school heroes from his siphon prison, he'd still be fixing this world. Then, after some more thought, I figured Emperor Kerr was more successful, because he not only defeated and killed all his opponents, but he conquered the world. Until Dragon time jumped and shot himself in the back of the head. Speaking of Kerr killings, why is Glum back? After reading issue 267, I was overall not impressed. The flashbacks were too long, Malcolm was a jerk, Maxine was completely inappropriate. As always, it is getting tiresome. Oh my god. <laughs> Dear, right with you guys, this was like a trick getting me to read this. And I was expecting a classic style comic book twist, shocker on the page turn after the vows. Instead, we get another... Maxine was completely inappropriate as all, oh, I fucking jumped the line there. Sorry, guys. We get another completely inappropriate sex scene that has become an unwarranted repeating scene in this comic, in my opinion. Oh, Jesus. I get it. If this is someone's first issue, they have to get caught up with the Frank Jr. Angel dynamic. But where were the footnote boxes referencing when these scenes happen in or in between previous issues that would have also piqued new readers' interests? And maybe Malcolm was just ribbing Frank like friends do, but the glummoning of Frank was terrible in my opinion. Mr. Glum has had some interesting adventures and story arcs over the Savage Dragon comic book and had an almost heroic ending in 225 where he helped defeat Dark Lord, then faked his death. But... This current return just makes him creepy, again, in my opinion. Eric has created some amazing, mind-blowing, and eye-pleasing villains in this book. Overlord, Mako, Powerhouse, Scorch, The Seeker, just to name a few. And maybe the last two should have returned instead of Glum. Or, as Craig and Mark stated, make a new adversary. I am getting tired of sex craze Maxine. <laughs> and then the reader says, sex scene... <laughs> I love it. The hate, dude. And the lack of recurring comic book antagonist for Malcolm in this comic book. But I will continue to purchase and read Savage Dragon because I am a fan of Mr. Larson. And who knows what the next issue will entail. Considering the covers don't help and the solicitations are super vague. Finally, quick suggestion. Last episode you mentioned you have a lot of emails. What if you did a mailbag episode of the podcast where you read and or catch up on all the emails? Maybe call it the Savage <laughs> Fancast or a more clever, better name than that. Again, just a suggestion. What did you guys say? You lied. You lied the last No, issue. one episode we had like a crap ton of emails. Okay. Uh, all right. But Thank that was very rare. <laughs> Thank you for this enjoyable podcast, Travis. Uh, P.S. Thanks for the heads up about Mark's Gods of Brutality Kickstarter that I supported to get that trade. In a previous podcast, Mark mentioned in passing he has a few extra Dragon Your Ass political bumper stickers, and I would love to own one. Uh -oh. Would he be interested in parting with one at what price? Thanks again. <laughs> uh -oh. so, we don't have to, so we don't have to put Mark on the spot here, but I just want to say, Travis, thank you. Why don't you, you hook a brother up, dude? <laughs> Travis, thank you for writing. I am joking, you know, on your opinions and stuff. It's all good. Uh, it's always good to hear the opposing views and things on this stuff. And this is a perfect place to say congratulations to Mark Welzer on his Gods of Brutality Kickstarter. Thank you. It's uh, me and Rich Woodall also. It's not just me. No. But, uh, in no. fact, Rich did most of the work. <laughs> I'm just teasing. Yeah. 
No, it was successful though. So yeah. everyone that orders is going to get a the trade. Yeah, I hope Travis likes his book. I hope everybody else likes it. As far as the bumper stickers, I don't even know where they are. I know I had some at some point. I have one, and I forget who gave it to me. Someone gave someone really nice gave it to me. I should be ashamed be, of myself for not remembering. Let's be real here. I think what needs to happen, FinCast listeners, is someone who owns one needs to get a high-resolution scan online so that people can just bootleg their own. There you go. I don't think Eric will give a fuck. I don't think he's ever going to make any more dragging-your-ass bumper stickers. (laughs) (laughs) I get the feeling that it's probably okay. And here's the other thing. You can change the year on it so that it is relevant every election. There you go. Well, that would just be the gift that keeps on giving. Make uh, America green again. Ooh. Of course, we. everybody knew Craig was going to say something like that. Craig Nugent. Right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dude, thank you, Travis, for writing. We do appreciate uh, you writing in, even if you're wrong about Maxine. Hey, do, do we have a, a inter- interesting conversation? Oh no, we have we have another letter, right? I got, well, we, we have a we got a comment on the YouTube video. Um, Craig, you can read that if you'd like. Uh, I don't have it in front of me, so all right, then I'll read it because I like to. <laughs> all right, so um, Greg, Greg Aubrey wrote uh, for me the most effective villain of Savage Dragon was Kerr when he uh, res- resurfaced in the one fifties. He took out the entire human population and was only stopped when Dragon and Dark Lord went back in time and ambushed him. So yeah, it's basically the same justification as the uh, previous email. It's just, Kerr did conquer the world and kill literally everybody. Uh, he only got stopped because of shenanigans. Because you can't can't stop a bullet that's coming back in time at you. Dark Lord said, though, that like they didn't stop shit. So like Kerr succeeded. Yeah. All that all that happened is we just got to read keep reading the book in a different timeline. Yep. I do like the fact that you know the hero is also the worst villain in the book. I like that thought. It's much like my life. <laughs> well, it's always nice to hear from Greg Aubrey. Yep. Um, long time Savage Dragon fan. Long time Savage Dragon fan. Some people remember him as Magic Boy Shard. Uh, his username. Wait a minute. Mm-hmm. You gotta, you gotta say that again. <laughs> what? That his old username was Magic Boy Shard. <laughs> Seems vaguely I know familiar. It's not, I know it's not Sailor Moon, but like, I feel like it's Sailor Moonish. Magic <laughs> Boy. That's amazing. I love it. it was, I love it. Was it was a comic that he was making, but uh, Greg. Uh, Greg's got some fan art in the Desperate Times trade paperback. If anybody has that. (laughs) Greg's a talented musician, too. So all around, that kid is an unbeatable, uh, handsome lad. Wish him nothing but the best. Keep writing in, Greg. He's too handsome. Greg used to put on free uh, concerts during COVID. He used to watch him play. That was cool. Yes. Yeah. Remember when the world united for like one week and, and everybody was doing things to like help each other and oh, here's here's uh, all these free things because everyone's trapped inside. And, and then like s- 
like two weeks later, everyone was like, I hope everyone else dies. I can't wear this mask. That was weird. I remember Craig just complaining about how he wanted a haircut and they need to open everything back up and put the kids back in schools and the masks don't work. Do you remember that, Craig? Yeah. Uh, yeah, totally. <laughs> Everyone's yeah. going to think I'm like a MAGA weirdo at the end of this uh, podcast. <laughs> Mission accomplished, guys. I don't know why they would think that at all. <laughs> Listen, just that's, here's the thing. Anyone who thinks that, guess what, folks? It's all been fake news all along. <laughs> That's not how Craig is at all. Fake news. Um, hey, what is our new interesting conversation, Jim? I have no idea. I didn't. What is? I, so, I so I didn't talk about it. I mean, it. this one's. It might. This one might be a little lame, but since we don't have anything and we've been talking about crossovers, like mm-hmm. based on you know, like what's out there now, is there like. Would there be a good crossover for Malcolm to have? Yeah. Or either Malcolm in another book or another character in Savage Dragon that would work well. Can oh, I oh I see I see what you're saying. Like any any Savage Dragon character, where could they cross over? Yeah, yeah, either in a book or a char- or someone else's character coming into Savage Dragon. Like what kind of crossover would work well? Okay. Can I can I can I throw mine out first? Well, you're the guest raven, so go ahead. <laughs> demoted, demoted, a lowly guest. I'm like Simon Malie Saint Pierre. Oh Jesus! Oh, goodness. <laughs> well, you had to drag him in. That was rude. <laughs> oh, what do you care? What do you care, Craig? I'll be gone. I'll be gone in another episode. Don't worry. <laughs> No, uh, spoiler alert, okay? Spoiler alert for the new Scott Pilgrim. If you haven't heard it, skip ahead. I'm just going to say this for 30 seconds, and then you can skip ahead, and there'll be no spoiler. But um, in the new Scott Pilgrim, they open up the concept of multiverses, and I know that Eric had said he didn't want to do anything Scott Pilgrim-related because, quote, Scott Pilgrim is its own perfect little world. I wouldn't want to mess with that. However... Thanks to the new Brian Lee O'Malley written Scott Pilgrim Netflix show, that's out the door. So you could do your Savage Dragon Scott Pilgrim crossover. You're not fucking anything <laughs> up. So fucking go for it. Boom, bada bing, boda bam. Let's do a Scott Pilgrim Savage Dragon crossover. Get it out there. Send Maxine there. She'd probably fit right in. She would fit right in, dude. Are you kidding? Like, imagine Maxine drawn just a little bit like knives. But just as sexually active as Wallace Wells, you know right. what I mean. Yeah, he's getting around, getting around. It's a good one. I wasn't even thinking that. There Leave you know, it. That's mine. Leave it to Raven to find the outlier. <laughs> well, go ahead, guys. But I mean, top me. Uh, top I, 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 this is selfish, just because um, <laughs> this is what I would want to see. No, do it. But uh, now that Transformers is being published through Image Comics, through Skybound, uh, Robert Kirkman's thing. Can you imagine Savage Dragon beating the shit out of Decepticons? I can now. With Daniel right. Warren Johnson art? With Daniel Warren oh, Johnson Oh, that would be art. cool. Because I remember they crossed over with Spider-Man when Marvel was publishing Transformers yep, yep. books. Technically, yes. Transformers was in the Marvel Universe when it was at Marvel. Yeah. I'd like to see a, a DWJ uh, Super Patriot. Oh, my oh, God. Yes, dude. Yeah. All of that stuff. Dude, it writes itself. Can you imagine, like, Super Patriots getting his shit kicked? 
and like they fucking stuff like I don't know Cybertron or whatever in his fucking chest, and he just becomes yeah. a car. <laughs> super patient, super patient fits in perfectly. It's great, it's great, dude. Yeah, good one, Mark. I'd fucking Gears pay. loses an arm, and now Super Patriots his arm now. <laughs> I love it. Super, then like Super Patriot rips his head off like one of the headmasters. All right, let's not get ridiculous. All right, sorry. Yeah, again, a little too excited. Raven, settle right. down. It's All not right. that kind of show anymore. Guest Raven. <laughs> Things have changed. We keep it realistic, huh? We don't we don't get loud on this show. <laughs> All right. You try to keep your cursing to a minimum. Oh no. No no sexual talk. So I shouldn't say pussy fart. And, and no mocking the, the listener letters. What? What happened? <laughs> I feel like they retconned my reality. <laughs> All right. What do you what got, Jim? Craig and Jim, Jim do you guys? Yeah. Um, so I've been thinking about it while you guys were talking, and um, I'll be honest, I'm kind of drawing a blank. The only one I can even think of is to have Malcolm and Miles Morales meet. Mm. I know, I know, I know, Raven, <laughs> I know. Feisty Raven. But it's no, just, I just I know how it would read. They on, wouldn't man. do it. They wouldn't do anything. It, no, listen. Can I just say that I think it would be awesome too, but I feel like they would. If it's handled by Eric, it'll be Wait, great. You, you felt like it would be awesome too, but you just went. Ugh. He just no, knows man. that Marvel would not allow anything daring to happen. <laughs> That's it. Thank you, Jim. Yeah. Jim literally just said that was that was what the ugh was. Is Marvel wouldn't allow anything daring to happen. There, there'll be no threesome with Miles, unfortunately. Mm. Him and Gwyn, Gwynpool, and uh, not Gwynpool. Well, maybe Gwynpool. She's a Gwyn too. Yeah, bring her in. Bring her in. Why not? Right. The two Gwyns. There's Spider Gwyn and Gwynpool and Miles, and then like Maxine's filming. Let's let's make this. <laughs> let's make let's this? make the this. only benefit from <laughs> teaming up with Miles Morales is it would maybe get more eyes on Savage Dragon. Yeah. Let's be let's be real. They would see like like Angel in this issue and just nope out. See, I would you know, my other thought was maybe having Malcolm show up in the massive verse, like with uh with Radiant Black and Rogue Sun. But the thing is, that that part of the image universe, I don't know how well it meshes with like the other superhero stuff. Um yeah. you think it would mesh easily, but honestly at this point it's kind of been its own corner for so long. I don't even know if they acknowledge other superheroes except for the, that one reference in radiant black well you could always have them visit the savage dragon book and do like eric does it's just kind of like an alternate reality you know yeah you know, the character like invincible would show up in savage dragon and it doesn't really mean that it had to happen in their book yeah i don't know i, I usually Wait come up i usually come up with like i always am thinking about crossovers and stuff but for some reason i'm just kind of blanking right now on like who would be like a really good fit so I'm, I'm, I'm really failing here. this That's one. That's because you want to say Judge Dredd. Well, here's the thing. Judge Dredd's another <laughs> character that is kind of iffy when it... See, with Judge Dredd, I would want him to cross over with Captain America. That's my that's my dream Judge Dredd crossover, oh. honestly, mm -hmm. is, a, is a Captain America Judge Dredd comic. Um, 
uh, I, d- I did have a fan plot for Dragon and Dread, but honestly, it's a pretty basic one. It's pretty much he's a freak, and so Dread's gotta kill the kill the mutant. It's not it's mm-hmm. not it's not much of a story. I'll be honest. It was it's much better when I did the amalgam of Judge Dragon for that one. Well, uh, maybe maybe Malcolm would just become a judge. Since he loves being a cop so much. He does apparently <laughs> love being a cop so much. Yeah. It's his defining trait, Malcolm Dragon. Easily. Easily what you would say. And listen, I just want to say this real quick. Jim, it's your pick. So in your version, is Eric handling the book or is Marvel? Oh, Because that oh. makes the, all the difference. It does, and yes, I would rather, of course. I mean, it's Eric and he has Spider-Man experience, so it, who else? I don't think Eric's done Miles Morales, has he? He has not. He uh, he no. didn't. No, he has not. So it would be a win for both fans because you'd have this legendary Spider-Man artist doing the hot new Spider-Man, and you would have Savage Dragon fans getting you know their oh my gosh he crossed over with the big character. He's doing yes. Spider-Man again. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, so it'd be win-win. I I mean here's the thing is I if know. Eric's doing it I'm into it. Oh yeah. Has Eric ever drawn him like as like a convention sketch or anything? Has anyone? I don't think so. I've never seen Not it. Not that I remember. I can't think of one that I've seen. Wait a minute. Hold on. You know what? I'm an idiot. I shouldn't have said Miles Morales. I should have said Static Shock. That's a good one. I think I think Jim's had like six guesses now. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> I do this all the time. You fucking cheater. <laughs> I take everybody else's. All right, Craig, before I take them all, who's yours? No, uh, just uh, this is kind of an easy one, but... Uh, since I'm reading it and I like it, I think Local Man would be a perfect mm. fit. You know, well, it could be he teamed up with the original Dragon and now he's teaming up with the Sun. Well, uh, it was it was mentioned in that uh, I believe Dragon was mentioned in that uh, Local Man Gold one shot. Oh, really? Yeah, I'm pretty sure somebody some. I know that I forgot that that I, that's that's like re- it, that was solicited so long ago. I totally forgot about that. You forgot about it? You really need to read it. It it's came real- out already. Oh, it's out. It's been out. It, it, it's two issues ago. The goal. Oh, I guess I just didn't get it. I, it's not. It's like a one shot, right? It, it's a one shot, but it does tie in slightly with the plot. So if you've missed it but not noticed, it probably didn't tie in as strongly as I thought. I guess my shop didn't save it for me. But uh, they, this is the true comic shop experience. But um, <laughs> yeah, lame. I guess I'm gonna have to I, get it. I am pretty sure there are references to Larson characters in this book. Uh, I guess Kick I'm going to get on eBay. That's um, a bummer. Yeah, you should go get it ASAP because it's good. Hmm, that's very interesting, guys. Good, good ones. But but it I did not say. it did not have a full blown crossover yet, so it's it's still it's still open uh, for a future future thing. This says crossed over with Cyberforce, Street Angel, Love Everlasting, and Boof and the Bruise Crew. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> The deepest cut. The deepest. First cut is the deepest. <laughs> My God, dude, boof. Somebody's got a reference. Doesn't that mean? I was gonna say, doesn't that mean something horrible now? I don't want to Google it, but I think it does. Wait, wait, hold on. You don't know what boof and the bruise crew is? No, no I know what boof, boof and the bruise crew is. Okay. I'm saying I think boof oh. now means something different, and all, all these years later. I see. I can't keep up to the slang. With the Brett slang. Kavanaugh had his own definition, I remember. From boofing with a fart. 
Yeah, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> was that was that what he was saying? Yeah. What a fucking weirdo. <laughs> don't act like you don't remember everything that Brett Kavanaugh said, Craig. <laughs> I'm not saying I you're a weirdo. I'm saying he's a weirdo. Oh. <laughs> but you're a weirdo for remembering, I guess, too. It is kind of weird. Weirdo. I just remember all the memes that you post about your, your hero, Brett Kavanaugh. <laughs> you said, I like the way this guy treats women, and I think he's great. I like the cut of his jib. <laughs> I like the way he boofs. <laughs> I like the way he uh, used the term boof. Like a true uh, 1980s jock. <laughs> Uh, I'm fucking starved. Are you? Do you know? Yeah. Do you know what I have not had in like a year? What haven't you had in a year, Raven? A beer. Meat, meat and potatoes. Meat and potatoes, huh? Meat and potatoes. I suppose just ready. it always comes down to it. I tried to go vegan for a year. That's where yeah, I've been. Yeah, so, that's where I've been. Lies. <laughs> so skinny. Have you missed the meat more or the potatoes? Do you think which one Listen, do you even more? Which meat. one's gonna get me insulted more? <laughs> Craig instantly the meat. <laughs> potatoes for the love of God, potatoes. <laughs> I like pussy and potatoes. I'm pretty sure pussy isn't vegan. Yeah. <laughs> Depends. No, I don't you think know, I've ever asked that question before. Now I'm thinking about <laughs> it. It raises some is, quite ethical questions. Is pussy vegan? <laughs> Um, yeah, don't harm that animal. That's the, <laughs> that's the animal you need to treat the best. Savage Fincast, sex scene fans, <laughs> here to help you through your commute or wherever you're listening to us, bathroom break, whatever. Well, speaking of sex scene, how do you guys feel about being bamboozled? bamboozled. This one you don't dare miss. This cover fooled us all, every single person. It yeah, It did. Were you fooled? Oh, absolutely. Who, was, I mean, who, who else would it be? I was bamboozled. 100% hoodwinked, even. And, and the book even calls us out on it, too. Because Maxine hasn't worn this in years. Yeah, he really rubbed it in your face. I liked it. What, well, I guess we can discuss it later when you figured out that Maxine wasn't the one on the cover. Right. Um. So let's... Just about the cover, you guys, I, we've talked about it back when we solicited, but how do you feel about it? I feel like we've had a lot of crotch shot covers recently. Crotch shot explodes. Punched in the dome? Stomach. Yeah. It's a bit above the crotch. Yeah. Unless he's tucked his penis into his belt. <laughs> <laughs> well, it is, hold on, it is canonically quite large. So, canonically, it could have, <laughs> ca canonically. I mean, he's got scales. Maybe it's retractable. <laughs> it's his lipstick. Yeah. The biology of uh, Krylon is a mystery. We have never seen it, so how, who knows? So, like, question for you uh, font fans. How do you think that Mr. Morelli meant for us to read this one you don't dare miss? Is it like, this one... You don't dare miss. <laughs> I actually don't usually think about it in those in that way. It's this you, one miss, you don't dare. <laughs> Has Eric changed his signature? Um, I mean, it looks nah, fatter, like he used a sharpie, but no. It's like it's like Eric Lazo. 
<laughs> Eric Lazzi. Well, the the S is, the S is very exaggerated. It's like a big J. So since I've been gone, he's gone back to paper, right? I believe since so. You've yes. Been gone. Yeah, I think this one was done on paper. Maybe even twice up. I think he's doing again. This is twice yeah. up. I think last issue he actually went back to to paper. I believe because that one didn't have as many reference uh, references uh, art uh, photo references. So, question: Do we know why that happened, or I think he was just—I is... think he was just experimenting. I think he was just think, yeah, trying just to got a new toy. Got a new toy, played around with it, took the shortcuts, learned the, learned the value of a hard day's work. <laughs> Came back to what he knows. Well, I mean, obviously, like I think uh, Mark publicly stated that he loves the return. How to correct, or is that correct, Mark? Did you say that like you prefer the traditional? Oh, 100%. I mean, who wouldn't? Absolutely. Yeah. Well, how about go ahead? It's it's looking so I don't know if it's the best it's ever looked, but it's definitely the best it's looked in a while. Mm -hmm. I I love seeing even like his crappy backgrounds I missed. Like his shitty cars. He drew so many, so many shitty candy bars on the double page spread. Yeah. Must have been a pain in the ass. Yeah. There's there's lines that you just can't get digitally. I mean, you can if you work at it for years. All like the kind of photo reference stuff. I don't know. Like it just, you could tell it wasn't him. Right. So I was going to ask like uh, Craig, Jim, like, are you on the same page? Like you'd like to see the book back where it's at? I I mean, it looks good to me no matter what, because I got no eye for this. But uh, I mean, it looks great. Yeah. Sometimes the backgrounds are nice, like just getting that. But it was just, it was like, you could tell he was just playing around with it and like it was overdoing it. <laughs> you know, it was like, uh, I came here for the Larson art and I wasn't getting it. Like there was one issue where like every face seemed yeah, like that, it was. Th- those two strippers were the most egregious, honestly. Yeah. In the, uh, sure in the, in the Paul issue. Fun playing around, but like I'm glad he got it out of his system and he's back to drawing on boards now. Do you think he should go back and redraw those issues? No. 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 It seems like on a paper. waste of time to me. <laughs> no. I think that's something for all the fans, all the listeners to do, is to go ahead and draw your own version of those <laughs> books and then publish them. <laughs> My favorite thing is like this opening splash when you just get those big, thick, chunky lines. And yeah. I love that. Like you're just, the stuff that was like digital, that was like photo reference, that was just too like slick. Even on the line on his shoulder where, like, whatever he was using, like, the pen split. Yeah. yeah. Like split line. It's beautiful. Mm-hmm. I love that shit. Agreed. I just wanted to have a little conversation about it since uh, when I left, it was Digital City. Yeah. And I thought that was the direction the book was going. And now here we are. And I was like, oh, well, let's talk about it. It's so full of energy that... Um, like the signs in the back that are obviously using like a computer font for candy and yeah. cashier. It, those look out of place now. Yeah. I'll, yeah. Yes. I say that. Yeah. I, I noticed that too. Yeah. I don't like those. They kind of look bad, don't they? Yeah. I'll be honest. They definitely look like a font and I, I don't know. It's just, I, I mean, I'm not an artist and I'm not a letterer. Surely there was a way to like fade them up or dirty them up to make them like look more like art. Than a font, not, yeah, not they're just too clean. Pasted in, yeah, they're a yeah. little clean. But 
Yeah. Beat him a bit. It doesn't bother me that much, honestly. No. Nah, it doesn't bother me either. I think it's uh, perhaps if they didn't even have those letters on there, it would have been fine. Yeah. Like, it just was work that didn't need to be done and doesn't necessarily look great. But, like, on the, uh, like, double-page spread, like, it's fucking fantastic. Just these, like, goons busting through the windows. And then you look and you just see, like, cashier and thank you. Thank you, Savage Dragon. We don't know what it says. Edge, patronage, self-serve. Soft log. Actually, you can actually it's the, it's the same sign from the first page, and it says, "Thank you, um, and you, you are." Hmm. Oh, see you again. Thanks. It's what it, it says. See you again. Thank you, um, thank you, and thank see you again. There you go. Thank you, and see you. I should again. glad we uh, we solved that mystery. Solve that puzzle. God I should be on. The, I should be on Wheel of Fortune. <laughs> Jim, you're Hercule Poirot. No you wonder people you. tune in to listen to us. <laughs> You deduce that? No, but I'm genuinely impressed. What are, you, are you like Adobe AI? Like that you remove the hand and reveal what's behind there? That's incredible. Is that Maxine's uh, cooter? Yes. Yes, Raven. <laughs> yes. You don't need to ask. The answer is yes. <laughs> no pants. No yeah, pants. She is, she is going out wearing just a shirt and Angel's jacket. <laughs> just. Oh, yeah, that's right. It is Angel's jacket. Yeah. She's she's stolen Angel's jacket. A shirt with no bra. She is she is no she is she is uh you know she is displaying her conquests. Boots. Uh, <laughs> so anyway, I do love these fucking dudes just busting in, and like it's funny because at first I thought that the angle was going to be like some social commentary. Like kind of like you go into Walmart and like the baby formula is in this like sophisticated cage thing, right? And I was like, God damn! I was like, San Francisco must suck if they've got like if they're treating the candy bars like baby food, and then it turns out it's like fucking super juice. <laughs> and I was like, Okay, well, no social commentary. It's all good. Eric, I think, does a really good job in this issue of like just setting stuff up, mm-hmm. and then paying them off. Like even with them talking about. Like it sucks that everything's behind glass now, and then the guys show up. Yeah. Instead of just uh, having them show up out of nowhere, and then explaining what they're doing. Yeah. Yeah. yeah there's some really good storytelling going on. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, well, like nothing is a waste of space except for like maybe one page, which we'll get to. I'm, I'm just gonna go ahead and say it. Like the last issue was, I was super down on. Uh, but like this issue, dude, you're hundred percent right. It's like he got right back on that horse and he's riding cause he's yeah. setting them up and knocking them down like efficiently. It's, it's crazy to me cause I feel like his like giant size issues and stuff like that. He always like chooses just to have like a bunch of talking and dialogue, but then like the very, you know, like where was all this action last issue where it was like the, you know. <laughs> Well, the the action was in the flashback that we didn't like. Yeah, I just, uh, <laughs> I don't know. I I like. I assume you know, that's why the flashback was there. Primarily was to create an action. Give scene. some kind of action. Yeah. yeah. So, question, guys: 
the monsters in the foreground of the Dimension X panel yeah. fucking or fighting? Oh, they're fucking. That is the classic pose repeated a third time. The classic pose. Oh, they're fighting. That guy is strangling that dude from behind, I think, right? Oh, well, we don't know what their kinks are. Yeah. His tail is clearly out of the way, though. <laughs> oh. Okay. And All he's right. strangling him. But, but you he don't is do that. definitely strangling him. It's both. Maybe it's just non-consensual. Oh, that is. Or it the could be tone. consensual. Mm. It could be. We don't know how monsters roll. I am glad that we're cutting back to Glum, uh, to Frank Glum though, because I was afraid that maybe we would step away for a while and leave him in limbo. But you uh, mean Frank Frank Glum Richards? <laughs> <laughs> I don't. I don't know that. What do you? I don't get that one. He was Franklin Richards in the last issue. His middle name is Richards. Oh, is it? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. I is guess it really? Yeah. I like guess I, I missed that four? in the wedding vows. Yeah, that's weird. Yeah, yeah Fantastic Four. Was... Yeah, yeah. Sorry, I thought you guys read the book. Yeah. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> I'm just being Who's our next guest next week? <laughs> is it Simon? I think Simon was up. Yeah. This guy's a little much. He's like, got to defend himself. I, li- I like this gesture Frank is making with his hand outstretched behind him. Agreed. Yeah, it's a Agreed. interesting perspective and like a pretty good like shorthand for I am. Um, I love the the background in the last panel. Dude, I like the background in the first panel of yeah. Glum too. I like, yeah. well, you're right. They're it's both the great. Yeah. It's just a bunch of scribbly shit. It doesn't mean anything, but it's like it works. I'll tell you, it looks like foliage. Yeah, it's all it's great. Alien foliage. Foliage. Need to waste his time drawing all the little branches. It just here's a bunch of ink. Figure it out, Nikos. <laughs> Figure it out, dude. <laughs> and it, Nikos, and it works. that's your problem. Yeah. Is it pussy lips or clothing? Figure it out. <laughs> Hey, dudes, don't you think it's awesome, though, that he uses scribbles to make all that foliage, but, and then you you jump over, and the, like, the glum structure is just straight up like an igloo. Yep. Yeah. It's just like, it's like two lines. <laughs> no, it's, here's the thing, is like, listen, dudes, I mean, I shit all over, if you are a reader of the whatever, I of the Facebook group. I shit all over the last issue for this reason or that reason. I'm not joking when I say I feel like this is Eric's return to form, dude. Like, here he is, master cartooning his ass off through this. Like like Mark said, it's just a bunch of scribbly nonsense, but it fucking works. Yeah. I think if he was doing it digitally, he probably would have been tempted to make it look a bit more rendered. Although that last panel is digital, isn't it? It sure looks like it. I mean, the the background. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's cool. It, it, yeah, he probably had a texture, Unless... and then he cut a bunch of you know, he, he hit it with the eraser tool to make it look shattered. Yeah, I got to tell you, Frank's got to watch. Frank Glum's got to watch his ass <laughs> talking like that. It's funny because he definitely sounds like Frank in the first panel. Right. But now he sounds the... like Glum, right? <laughs> yeah. By maybe the it's bio- Maybe it's biological. To become megalomaniac when you're this size. Well, I don't know. Now that I'm looking at that background, like the way those like radiating lines come out and they break the panel border and just they look very fluid. I don't know if those are digital or not. 
Oh. He might have had some kind of pattern or something or that he put on behind there and then went over with white. Well, some of these sure. some of these lines look like Spider-Man webbing. A little bit with the little, little straight line with the curled line around it. Yeah. Maybe it's like foil or something that he I don't know. <laughs> Who knows. Like he masked off glum and just put a bunch of texture in there. Yeah, yeah maybe. It well, would have been easier you. to do it digitally, but yeah, it's it's hard to sell. If you're going from digital back to traditional, you definitely want to fuck around with like all that fun stuff you can do with real things. Right. Um, I appreciate that Young Angel uh, sort of has a nod to the combined memories thing. You know, I know all about you. Yeah. Yeah, it's nice. But I don't know if she would, right? Did people have the memories in Dimension X? I forget how that worked. I don't well, recall. She wasn't from... She wasn't necessarily from Dimension X. She was just another angel. Remember? No, no, no. She was she was born in Dimension X. This angel? Yeah, listen. I'll I'll remind you of what happened. So, Glum <laughs> took over Dark Lord's <laughs> Glum took over Dark Lord's lair, which had a bunch of uh-huh. Jennifers and tubes, pregnant Jennifers yeah. and tubes for whatever plan Dark Lord had about that. And so what he did was after he merged the multiple earths and failed, he went back to Dimension X and he basically cut this angel out of her mother uh, and took her to raise as his own. Damn. That's where she's from. That's, so do you think that, like, how does she know all about Frank I Darling think Glum, from Glum? I, I think Glum just taught her that because it was just to help cover up his exit. Hmm. And Glum probably just never shuts up. Also never shuts up about Angel. That's also true. Yeah. He is obsessed. Fair. Bear. Probably told her his entire plan because <laughs> he had no one else to talk to. Fair, fair. And now we get to have the uncomfortable conversation. I have it about is Savage Dragon porn now? <laughs> well, this is definitely the most porn-like it's been in a while. I'll tell sell you that. Yeah, it's funny because I feel like what's so funny is I was uh, defending the book as I am a fool to do sometimes. And I was like, it hasn't had that stuff <laughs> for fucking years, you dumbasses. You don't even read. And then, like, this issue comes out. And I was like, well, let's restart the counter. <laughs> it hasn't had that stuff for issues, you guys. Well, what I'm you saying guys are is idiots. usually the sex in the book isn't sexy, so I don't consider it erotic and therefore not porn. Oh. But the other thing too is like as gross as that is, like you can't you don't see her nipples. That's true. You can't see anyone's genitals. No, you just see a big wad of jizz. Yeah. Yeah. I mean we don't know that's not ice cream. Come on. It could be ice cream. (laughs) We know it's cum. We know it's cum. (laughs) You know it's cum. It's not ice cream, it's cum. (laughs) Frank didn't jam ice cream. Why is she licking it off her finger? Because yeah. it's because it's two percent milk, obviously. Exactly, that's ice cream, man. That's... Look oh, at the ropes. <laughs> Look at the ropes. Wait, what ropes? Let's melt an ice cream. Oh, the strings. <laughs> yeah. Well, then obviously, <laughs> then obviously, it's just melted mozzarella. <laughs> he said, "What ropes? <laughs> what page are we on?" <laughs> I just love like. <laughs> Look how like the the background is just like burning hot. <laughs> <laughs> so 
So the funny thing that, well, like, what cracks me up about this is that Frank's a normal guy, right? Right. So, like, when Malcolm, you know, blasts the old State Fair zucchini and launches his wife across the room, I get it. He's a superhero. Uh, oh, does that? Oh, does that has, make sense to you? Okay. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> it, it does. Frank has yeah, to be like Frank burning his like... organs into dust to get <laughs> to get the protein needed for. This. Maybe he just hasn't been laid in like ten years. That's just. He's got a daughter, so uh, probably not ten years. Yeah, he's drinking some kind of like shake to like some kind of protein <laughs> shake to to generate that. Maybe there was just something that happened when their mind switched that altered his uh, biology. Wait a minute, I've got it. Their okay. minds and testicles switched. Of course. <laughs> there you go. Has it got little glum faces on it? <laughs> his brain no, it, and his little brain? It's inside of Frank's scrot is two little glum heads. Glumsticles. <laughs> Glumsticles. <laughs> that is definitely some bagoom. Bagoomsticles. <laughs> um... I will say this, two things. I got two things to say about this page. One, Angel. Oh, really? <laughs> Angel, please don't be an idiot. Please, please help figure this out. Don't be an idiot, please. And two, and two, I really don't like this look on Frank's face about wrapping things up at home. I've seen how things get wrapped up at home when uh, Dart was around. So uh, let's hope that's not about to happen. Hmm. Let's hope no gar garbage disposals are involved. <laughs> oh, yeah. You got to imagine, like, Glum now has a daughter under him. Yeah. That's, right? See that's, see, that's why I think this whole plan is fucked for him. He is no way he's going to be able to maintain this yeah, he can't pull persona he... for any period of time. Uh, like, he... his own fucking mom won't notice? Do yeah. you think we'll, we'll get a... Uh... Do you think this is setting up some kind of... Uh long-term uh story arc where uh we're gonna get like a a baby uh glum kind of <laughs> dark lord type creature <laughs> oh lord dude i really hope this doesn't lead to a child I, that feels even more <laughs> makes this bad situation even more awkward i'll be honest well, i th think so because as we've established he does have bagoomstickles yeah <laughs> that's well, canon now here's what's crazy is if you think about it and uh, please, no listeners think for even one moment that we're glazing over the rape aspect. But wasn't fucking uh, Dark Lord born from alien rape too? Yes. Yeah, but I don't yeah. know how this works because he's—it's just the mind switched in a body. Yeah, his bio biology is just Frank's. His biology but, is just a human. Yeah. But wasn't like uh, which one of the 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 twins, uh, Peter or the other one? Oh Jesus, you're yeah. right. When 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 Dragon inhabited um what's his name's body? Jesus William Christ. Johnson? Like William Johnson, yeah. I'd like to think that it was Peter that was fucked up because the other one is Mark, and I just don't like the idea. Like, <laughs> so calling your ugly character Mark. <laughs> oh, that's right. You have a you have a really easy uh uh memetic uh, device to remember which is which. <laughs> Mark's the ugly one, like me. Well, I'm not look like that. Hey, you guys. Why don't you have a handsome guy named Mark in your book? You look like the gremlin from the Hulk. 
I think that um, just talking as someone who tried to defend the book or whatever about like sexual content, I will say <laughs> that I don't. I don't personally give a shit. Like I think this stuff is fine. You're still I gonna think, be like, this isn't this isn't bad. Just nothing. Well, I mean, here's the thing: is no, I can't I can't say that, right? Because clearly, this is definitely sexual content for sure. I just don't know if there's anybody out there like jerking their chain to this. Like, I don't. I don't think, uh, yeah, that'd be weird. No. And uh, to me, that's the definition of like pornography. Is it's right. like is this is this sexual content? F- oh, fucking a. Of course it is. Is this pornography? I don't think anybody's looking at this and being like, oh, yeah. Well, <laughs> well, that's kind of the argument I've always made is it not being porn because it's not erotic. It's shock value. Yeah. I mean, right. I mean, it was, it was more porno- pornographic like back with like Rapture in the Shower or uh, like what Alec, do you guys think? Alex getting done from behind, that sort of stuff. What do you I think? I think it's like it, when you see a, like a comedy, like a raunchy comedy movie. Right. Yes. And then all of a sudden, like some guy's like limp dick just shows up in the frame. <laughs> it's like, it's nudity. Wait, which, <laughs> which raunchy comedies are you watching? I feel like this was in maybe walk hard. <laughs> the Dewey Cox movie. I don't know. There was some movie. I think you saw the other version. Big old close up, or like the Bruno movie. Yeah. 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 Like it's, it's nobody's turned on by it. Right. Yeah. It's played for laughs. And- yeah. Uh, what do you think? Question. Okay. Follow-up question. What do you guys think uh, Ed Pisker said when Jim Rugg showed him this panel? I'll be honest. I don't listen to them uh, enough to know what they would say. Is that what happened? He showed him that panel? No, no. I'm saying, like, you know how he- Jim's been trying to push the book lately? Yeah. Has he? Like, what do you- I mean, they did a video about, like, an issue they from did, three years ago. One. Yeah, no, but they did another one. Did and, they? Uh, uh, so, so I just feel like like Jim, Jim and Ed are gonna see this. Do you think, like Ed was like, "Oh my God, man, he's really pushing the envelope here." Wow. <laughs> yeah. I have no idea. I really don't understand his personality. All right. Did they review another one? When 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 did they, they review did another recently, one? They did the. They did the cartoon, like the well, Sunday that, fun. That's what I'm saying. They did a whole episode of that, but that issue is ancient at this point. Did they do one they after that? One, they did one right before that. They did uh, when they moved to San Francisco. Okay. Yeah. They, they, they did a video on uh, Am- uh, Amalgam Comics, and uh, the thumbnail says they didn't like it, so I don't think their opinions matter much. <laughs> <laughs> well, there you go. <laughs> they did they did the issue when they went to San Francisco like 266 yeah yes, oh, I didn't know they, that the thumbnail the thumbnail said it's time to start reading Savage Dragon again <laughs> did they like it I didn't I don't listen I'm not a fan uh, uh, I think okay. so. <laughs> I'm just too busy I didn't get a chance to listen but I'm I don't sure listen to all of them I'll listen it. to the Savage Dragon ones I didn't know they did one okay yeah, it, it was it was two months ago that one uh, that's why I missed it because it was actually back when the issue actually it wasn't when the issue came out it was 2 months ago but um they did uh they did do it they did cover it so I will check it out later just to see what they say um it would be nice to get more coverage i mean they do have a lot of uh listeners or watchers yeah. the kayfabe the kayfabe effect yeah the kayfabe effect yeah um they recently the di- they re- they recently disowned their uh, facebook fan group so um really yeah because it if, I think they did it because they had to distance themselves because the group organizes a lot of like um, um, bootlegs, bootleg comics, and they legally can't really uh, back any of that. 
talk I about knew that was gonna backfire oh i could tell too yes <laughs> but what did they say they just were like oh that's yeah we don't we don't we do just, that we, we don't go there anymore i mean they basically hey. have never been part of the group hey guys, jim rudd do... chimes in once in a while doesn't he i don't recall i never do you really think that was part of that grand design to like get rid of the fans <laughs> I'll be honest. It's uh, this would be like the third fan community that got excised by its uh, the creator that was involved. So, I've done this all before. <laughs> what, what I would like to ones? just put it out right now. I know recently in this episode, I told listeners to go back and redraw Savage Dragon, <laughs> um, <laughs> and I just want to say I that has nothing to do with me, and so, I don't know anything about it, <laughs> and. That's not me. So Craig was handsome, Mark. Right. That's that's an unofficial. That's some unofficial shit. So if any, do any of you guys remember PVP Comics, the web comic? Yeah, by Claire Scott Kurtz. Yeah. Scott Kurtz. Yeah. So yeah. back in the early two thousands, I was part of their his forum, his message board group, and sometime around like two thousand six or two thousand eight, he got really annoyed. We didn't talk about the comic enough. We basically talked about literally everything else. And so he just cut us loose. I'm out of here. We became our own uh, message board, and we still exist to this day. We've literally Whoa. outlived his comic. What? Did, what is the name of the message board? Uh, it's called Forumopolis, but it's it's unlisted right now. We had some spam problems. Uh, it's called No Players versus No Players. Yeah. Well, it's, it's basically now it's just an online community, and it just kind of exists upon itself with no topic of conversation. Hey, where's Scott Kurtz now? <laughs> Probably naked in a Wendy's bathroom. He Does he still do any comics? Cheese. What does he, he do now? He stopped making the comic a few years ago, and he's been working full-time on a, uh, I think, some sort of other writing project. Basically, That's what happens. All cartoonists just quit and become writers. That seems like a, how, kind of a bitchy thing to do, though. Eh. You're not talking about my comic enough. I'm out yeah, of here. It I was, mean, I can understand from his perspective that, like, He's got shit to do. He doesn't want to waste his time coming to this message board where you're talking about like a bunch of stuff that he doesn't care about. Right. Yeah, but why does he have to? I mean, it, it, I mean it's because it's attached to your brand, and if you don't really know what's going on, they could like blow back on you. Yeah. All right. I see that. But uh, we so, were yeah, a good group, and he, it was a good group, and he was wrong to get rid of us because we were you strong. Were probably we, the we, ringleader. We, we literally outlasted him. Was all you? No, not me. I was. In peace. I was actually. I was actually kind of a fuck back then, um, because I wouldn't <laughs> shut up. I wouldn't shut up about Savage Dragon, and everyone got pissed <laughs> off at me that I would, because I would not shut up about the indie comics I read. <laughs> so I actually had to dial it back a lot, uh, because I was being a dick. And you not fuck. Good. It is not good to be a dick you're, in the social community. You were giving a bad name to Savage Dragon fans. Yep. I was. I was talking nice. in too many absolutes. Oh wow. Yeah, it was the I best want, comic, I'm gonna guys. Get, I'm going to get in the internet Wayback Machine and read these. Yeah. These comments. Guys, back to Savage Dragon. Were you named, like, Jim the Young Shard? I was <laughs> and am the adventurer. The Young Shard boy? Magic Jim Shard. No. <laughs> nope. Question, I have, a, guys. I have a good name. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm taking it back. I'm taking it back to Savage Dragon before the listeners revolt. Question. Do you love or hate Super Juice? I like it. I actually think it's uh, a uh, really good idea. 
uh, to just create a right. create create a low level super threat that is actually pretty different than anything we've seen before in the comic. What? It's it's just good because anybody can have it. Anybody? But you think it's different than what we've seen in the comic? I mean, we haven't really had like a a superhuman drug problem. What? I think my I was it freak that, out and like uglies unlimited like all about freak that? out gets rid of it freak out is how you get rid of superpowers well how did like the uglies unlimited form? i think they just mutated themselves in the radiation in the uh, danger zone at least i thought also, that's what Belco, they did also belco chemicals poison the water and right yeah right. that was right it. so th- so that was a poisoning that was kind of a random thing here we have a drug that someone who wants eh, superpowers can just know. take it I guess it's on the had Like the creator giving powers, we've had it's different forms. It's, so not, it's not it's, a drug, it's not as interesting visually as like the creator giving powers, but the fact that literally any person can just become superhuman is pretty freaking dangerous as a threat. It's decentralized. Presumably, we might go after whoever is like producing or distributing. Hopefully, as like a plot line. And it doesn't just you know go away. But that's that's exactly what the creator was doing. He was just giving like abilities to like anyone who wanted it. I think that's my problem it. with it is it's like it's just giving people's like super strength. Right. And I wish it was like a little bit more randomized and well, I think like you said like visually interesting. I think what's interesting about it is it kind of feels realistic, which is sure. I think that's kind of where my interest lies, in that this feels like a fentanyl sort of commentary. So I'm gonna. I got your back, Jim. I'm gonna defend it. I got. Don't don't worry, Jimmy. I got your back. Um, I also like it. I think it's like freak in. Right. I think I think it's like instead of a thing that takes away your powers, it gives any average Joe schmo an ability. I uh, I will agree with uh, Craig that I think it should have been like mixed up, like different powers potentially. But hey, this is the first issue we've seen it in. Maybe it is. I think right. that when you do something like this, here's what's cool about this is that, again, I was criticizing the last issue for not doing enough. This throws in an element that doesn't give you all the answers up front. So instantly now where our minds are given a new tool to sort of question and wonder like, okay, you know, we see that the cops say it burns up humans when they use it. But like what happens if someone superpowered takes it? Right. Right. Also, you know? who's making it? Right. Also, who's making it poses a it's a thing that's cool because and this has been missing from the book for far too long. It is a thing that poses questions and potentially creates threads. And oh, baby, haven't we been missing that? Yeah, I agree. It, it, you got to you have to assume tracking down the threat here is like the first mission of the SOS, the new SOS. At least I would assume yeah. so. So is they say it's a problem. Is Malcolm like. A member of the SOS now, like where he's. Like, hey, I think he's. I think he's. He's settled. I think he's just settling in. I think this just happened to happen where he was. He happened to be there. Yeah, I think Maxine made some kind of mention later that like this was like his first day. Yeah, that's why I was kind of confused. Well, he wasn't tracking them down. They broke into the store he was in. No, but later on. But yeah, I don't know. Whatever. I'm not sure. I think it just. I think it just. <laughs> it just counts. <laughs> it's like when you're an undercover cop and like the stripper that's dancing on you starts doing coke and you're like you're under arrest <laughs> yeah 
Freeze, fun bags. You're under arrest. You're making my scales itchy. <laughs> um, and then we, and then Eric here, of course, calls us all out for uh, assuming it was Maxine wearing the schoolgirl uniform. Of course, I was cu- curious how many school uh, schoolgirls wear schoolgirl uniforms in San Francisco. Uh, how likely that there, is. He lives there, Jim. You know he what? Lives there, Jim. You know he what? Knows. You might be right. He might know something I don't. You might be right, Raven. <laughs> he, he knows. No, I think it's weird, too. I thought that was a Japan thing, but maybe it is in... I don't know, dude. Like, maybe it is a thing. Well, I mean, they wear uniforms, but I've probably never don't been look to like a, that. I've ne- I never went to school with uniforms, although I knew of some that did. My daughter uh, has a uniform, and it's got, like, a skirt like that, but that's, like, this is purely Japanese schoolgirl right. uniform. They don't right. look like that. Now, when you saw these girls, did it connect to you that... That wasn't Maxine on the cover. Uh, not immediately. No, stupid. not not immediately. Yeah, I'm right. stupid and I didn't. Yeah. <laughs> so you okay? okay so you do want to know what I what my brain track was on? Okay, so they the the story introduces the the jump juice or whatever it's called the the drug. Super super juice. Super juice. <laughs> and then uh, skipping over the next page, we get to that page where we see the girl getting bullied. Mm-hmm. I actually thought because of how it was colored that this was a flashback. And that this was Maxine. I thought the same thing. Probably because I'm racist. Really? Yeah. <laughs> and I thought I thought the story either. was setting up that Maxine was gonna take it. That's what I thought. That's what I thought. Yeah. That Guys, was my train of thought me? until until the story, you no. know, told me different. Well just the way it's colored all like monotone with like no backgrounds, just red, it looked like a flashback. She's got gap teeth. Right. Right. Maxine. That's a visual cue that it's not Maxine. Right. But yeah. I'm, but here's the other thing. I'm dumb. Me too. <laughs> <laughs> and I didn't I wasn't noticing that when I was reading. <laughs> no, I didn't I didn't know it wasn't Maxine until until Malcolm got punched in the third act. Well, until he find well, I, until he finds her in the rubble of the school. That that's when I figured it out. I like Craig assumed that we were reading uh, the villain arc origin of the girl who would not be Maxine. Yeah. That's I assume Craig when you read that, yeah. even though it was colored that way, you were like, "Oh, this is a girl who's going to take super juice." Mm-hmm. Right. Okay. Hey. And also Oregon. because I don't think all Asians look alike. Right. See, exactly. <laughs> so you know what's so funny about you making that crack is when I read this, I was like, oh, he played on our racism. He sure did. <laughs> he just, he saw black hair and just assumed. No, to, be, to, be, to be honest, it was the uniform. I'll be honest, because I still wasn't was making the, the connection. Right. Uh, but not to skip over it, but Walter is coming to San Francisco Buy a boxcar, and you gotta love it. You gotta love it. We're not skipping over Walter. Can I just say, I guess I just need to drink a tall ghoul glass of shut the fuck up juice <laughs> because I was complaining that Walter wasn't at the wedding. Apparently, Walter wasn't even allowed to goddamn travel with them. Yeah. So he <laughs> must. So what's funny is this sequence suggests that I should drink that shut the fuck up juice because. I believe that Walter is still being treated like a secret. 
Oh, I mean by Amy? Not, well, yeah. I mean, obviously they know about him. There was that whole issue where they knew about him. Right. But, like, I'm saying that, like, Walter was clearly not invited to travel with the family if he's going all boxcar willy down south. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, I mean, he's 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 Amy's friend. He's not the family's friend. He's dangerous. Just, and he's also a tiger. Saying, what efficient storytelling. Yeah. Like, if you, if you really pay attention, this is why he wasn't at the wedding. You don't invite a hobo to your wedding. Oh, I mean, he's. I mean, no obligations to escort this tiger man around the country with him, right? Friend of the family, fuck you. Those are some great-looking hobos in that second panel. This whole page is great. Yeah, the the comedy is wonderful. Feet don't fail me now. (laughs) The boxcar, like the (laughs) just the trail of the boxcar coming down the tracks. Yeah. Yeah, but yeah, those hobos look fantastic, dude. Are these hobos actually bumming off another hobo? Hobo, they broke the hobo code. Yeah, uh, he's stealing some uh, food off another guy. Well, they're gonna. That's how it works on the trains. To share the wealth. No, the ho- the hobo code is you're always you know you're you're. You're, you share with your your like minded, and you always give not the credit. these days, Jim. You, this you always is the get, modern hobo. Give the IDs back when you steal the wallets. Shout outs to uh, the Walter W's. I yep. didn't notice it until friend of the show Jim Purcell st- <laughs> pointed out that those are Walter W's in his uh, tiger stripes. Yep, he's a he's a world wrestling all the way. Love it, www. Dot walter.com no it's a good ass page and um, back to since we're back to the flashback that wasn't a flashback I'm going to say that this is a page that could have been visually boring mm-hmm. but I think this coloring choice makes it actually interesting and I like it I like that he went with it yeah I think it looks great yeah it's, it's just good. too bad that I was not smart enough to know what I was reading <laughs> Did you go back and say, oh? Yeah. It was when the cops were like, oh, this schoolgirl's hopped up on Super Juice. I was like, that wasn't Maxine, you idiot. (laughs) It took me that long into the issue to realize it. (laughs) Hey, guys. What's up? You know what's so funny about this, like, meme rant that Maxine has? I do not like this page. (laughs) <laughs> what's crazy about this rant is that like spoiler alert if you follow eric on facebook it's the same thing he was bitching about right yeah it's like the verbatim thing and i posted in the comments i was like i have not seen that at all and he's like it's everywhere on my timeline I uh, like, yeah i have not seen it either well he's probably got a lot more boomers on his timeline than we do that's a good point <laughs> family and friends <laughs> I have not seen this once. Like he was the only place that I've saw that. I've I've heard of it before, but not to not not to the point where I'd get angry about it. That you would dedicate an entire page of your book? Absolutely not. No. <laughs> to ranting about it. I do like when he occasionally gets his Facebook rants and just puts them in the book. Yeah, it is. It is. It is funny to see Maxine this worked up about it. I will say that. 
But I mean, I will say though that like it's hilarious because you get all those words that I don't know if you guys are the kind of comic yeah. reader that I am. But like my eye sort of glances around the page when I know I got a lot of reading to do. <laughs> <laughs> and there's no way you couldn't not see that last panel and be like, oh. <laughs> Just, I'm going to skip this for now. <laughs> right. Still talking about calendars. So Raven, <laughs> we, 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 were, uh, we were wondering how you feeling about this. Say, are you a savage dragon? <laughs> 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 Even better. You're the young fellow saved our world from aliens and put a stop to Osama bin Laden when he became a giant irradiated rage monster. Now be, ca- <laughs> now be careful, Raven. That voice is still under trademark. No, or copyright. Read, the, read the flick your bean part. That's the best part. <laughs> read the flick your bean. And I'm a big fan of your viral video. <laughs> the way you flicked your bean and sprayed the crowd in front of those strippers was a master class in self-abuse. <laughs> it was such a turn-on. I've got something of a steamboat <laughs> really myself, if you know what I mean. <laughs> I mean, this is why I had to come back. It is. I had to get, I had to get my life back and co- I had to get my life together and come back to the show just for this moment. Raven has been practicing his voice this entire time because he knew it was coming. I knew. I knew for years. You think Maxine? Time, you think Maxine thinks she's gone too far finally? When the cartoon mouse is coming asking for it. (laughs) (laughs) So, like, the funny thing is, is that I was like, yo, as soon as I saw Steamboat Willie was public domain, I was like, uh, is Eric going to put him in the book? And dude, I would have never in a million years guessed this was how this shit was going to play (laughs) out. This is the fucking funniest shit. I was dying reading this. And those creepy is, guys. It's creepy. Is this the first published uh, book that has a um, Mickey, Mickey like a maybe public domain Mickey? Maybe. Probably. <laughs> I'm surprised it's not a bleeding cool. Oh, actually, this issue as, as we're reviewing it hasn't come out yet. So, do you think it becomes a bleeding cool article or something? I mean, Rich, yes, Rich Johnson will post anything not spell checked. Yes. <laughs> yeah dude rich johnson as soon as he sees this shit it's going to become front page news immediately er- eric has the luxury of he doesn't have to discuss this idea with an editor he doesn't have to solicit it i know I, that's solicited. the best part of it it's like i just he he just wants to make himself laugh he's like i'm gonna throw this page in there because it's fucking funny to me yeah like with everybody else, like they'd have probably have to like convince six or seven other people. Like, can we put Mickey in our book? Like, he's talk about flicking your bean, right? <laughs> well, I think the funniest thing is, is that like that's exactly what the fuck you've got going on here. And again, I said this issue was kind of like a return to form. Like, dude, that is what makes this book so good. Is oh, that yeah, I, I guarantee you, fucking anybody else would have been like, nah, we can't, you know. It's too soon, and if we do, it's going to be... Meanwhile, here's Eric. I think I'll just have Mickey Mouse walk up to the main characters and talk about this guy's fu- wife's fucking porn video right to her. Wait, so like, he gave the number in case they're in the mood to experiment. Does Mickey Mouse show up later on? <laughs> I mean, here's the thing. is Minnie is public domain, too. So do we get a Mickey That would Minnie? be wild if he had the balls to do that. A Mickey, Minnie, Maxine, Malcolm, f- 
fucking four way. Ridiculous. How about the the um the middle panel on the left and the bottom panel on the left? You, you see that? Tan- you see that too? Thumb oh, head. thumbhead! <laughs> I was gonna talk. Bring oh, that up. Thumbhead. <laughs> thumbhead. <laughs> yeah. Look, there's some tangents that you don't see until they're in color, <laughs> and they're staring you in the face. You know what's funny is I didn't see that tangent. You you guys have become like tangent masters. <laughs> I didn't see that tangent until you pointed it out. Now I can't unsee it, dude. Old thumbhead. It's great. Yeah, I, I didn't see it until today. When I reread it, I'm like, oh, that's that is a thumbhead. <laughs> <laughs> what I mean, like, what do you think this means for the book? Like, I don't think it means much. Honestly, don't think it means much. I think it's just. Yeah, I think I, that's however, it. Never gonna see however, again. however, however, see me because I'm me. What <laughs> I find interesting about this to me is that he's now established that cartoon characters can just exist alongside right. humans, Roger Rabbit style. And I'm all for right. that. Bring me more cartoon characters, Eric. I want to see more cartoon characters. I feel like, like he's, he's done this before at some point. No. Um, think of the closest thing. I mean, Destroyer Duck doesn't really count because he's not a cartoon character like yeah. Howard. I mean, guess I guess Leonard, who is Howard, kind of constitutes a cartoon character, sort of. I don't know. Um, but yeah, he's definitely a talking animals. But yeah, yeah, but maybe but, Mick, like... but Mickey, Mickey's not a talking animal. He's a cartoon character. He's not like yeah. Walter. Right. He's not like an actor. Yeah. <laughs> right. Well, I kind of interpret him as like. Like it's like the Roger Rabbit rules. He's the actor who plays Mickey Mouse in the movies. He's ink and paint. Yeah, kind of. That, that's how I interpret it. I mean, you can always just play it off as a guy in a costume, honestly, and just one and done. Like I, w- I want him to be a cartoon character who's lives among us. I want. Yeah, I want him to be real. I want him to be in <laughs> fucking San Francisco. I want them to bump into him at the supermarket, and he asks if they've considered. Oh, you know. well, I don't know if it counts, but we did see Popeye. Behind the counter, in the behind the, uh, the the face mask in the in the. Okay. Of course, that was in the Popeye comic strip, so he would look like Popeye. So, <laughs> but you know, Popeye is going to be public domain in like twelve months anyway. Yeah. So, but here's the great thing: is that like so, guys, when fucking Superman becomes public domain in just a few years, is Malcolm going to finally have? A Superman crossover again? Well, don't yeah, forget. Can you just do that. <laughs> well, don't forget. We've actually seen Doctor Savannah in Savage Dragon previously, right? And so we, technically, like, strictly doesn't... strictly speaking, Captain Marvel is already public domain. He can be used so any time. You keep him off the cover, right? Yeah, you keep him off the cover, and bada boom, bada bing. Call it, call it Wiz Comics. Also seen like. The thing has been in here. Captain America's been. Well, it, it, it's different like an when arm, it's though. it's different when it's just an yeah. arm. Um, they call him Mickey Mouse and have a conversation with him. <laughs> when it's just like an <laughs> arm, you just right. call it like You're parody. Right. Yeah. He, he, he invites them to have sex. Him. He's the immortal humo- homunculus from nineteen twenty-eight. <laughs> well, what do you think is in his bag? Oh, his groceries. <laughs> a Dude, severed head. No, this it's is why I think bag. he's. This is why I think he's coming back because that was the same fucking thing I thought, dude. I was like, okay, what the fuck is in the bag? It's not. Doesn't look like a regular grocery bag. What's in the bag? <laughs> it's just one. It's just one bag. 
Right. Maybe it's his booze. <laughs> Forty ounce. Yeah. Those usually come in like those those paper lunch bags, though, right? It's, I I'm real curious. We got to get to the bottom of what's in Mickey's bag. That should have been the interesting conversation. <laughs> what do you, dear listener? What do you think is in Mickey Mouse's bag? Right. Serious answers only. <laughs> a whole bunch of uppers. Don't make this into a joke. That means you, Travis. <laughs> So uh, turn the page, and suddenly we got Joey Finkelberry too. Yeah, dude, right. I love it. It's a, it's a horrible uh, scene. Uh, no, yeah. it's awesome. Take that, Ears bullies! And eyes and teeth, boom! Surprise! It's not, turns surpri- into soup. Surprise! It's not a path. <laughs> I love those classic, like Larson, like uh, tile floor streaks. Yeah. This is a beautiful double pager. And then the splash, like, that's the Mark Welser splash there. It's the splatter. Oh, the splatter? Yeah. Yeah. It looks like he fucking put ink on his lips and kissed the page. (laughs) (laughs) You can't do that digitally. (laughs) Right? You can't kiss the page digitally. Not with inky lips, you can't do it. (laughs) I love the texture of the ceiling. Yeah, dude, this is a texture feast. Like, there's texture on the ceiling, texture on the tiles, texture on the floorboard under the lockers. There's the ink splatter, even the shadow on the one girl's leg. Like, this shit is great. Yeah, this is and when I realized it wasn't Maxine, you guys. There's even, this is, <laughs> there's even a couple... There's a coloring callback. Like, everything's red and they're blue, except for the two main central figures. Yeah. Shout-outs to Homeboy Nikos. That's a great choice. A good comic has the entire team working together. Like, imagine getting punched in the face and, like, your ear and your eyeball both flying at the same time. And that's Mm -hmm. all that's left? Everything else is pulp? Yeah, I mean, you're fucked. Well, at least it was over fast. Right. I miss that ear. <laughs> I love these cops. Yeah, they're they're great. Like, like with the bums and the train, like, Eric's really doing great. It's almost like a middle finger to all the referenced background characters. Yeah. yeah. It's I'm like going to sh- go ahead and no, do no. the theory now that this cop lady is also a cartoon. <laughs> she's probably a public domain cartoon that just lives in San Francisco well when she said her kids can be cruel at any age really it's like you know she's had some cruelty right kids drawn of her, her weird lip yeah or you know her crazy like small face in the middle of her big head right it's uh, like great like again just great sequential art like, you got, like, the fucking panel of her in the foreground with all the bodies around, and, like, Malcolm's just, like, approaching in the distance. Ooh. Good stuff. That's, that's a really good shot. Do you think that these cops, since these aren't the typical kind of cops that we see in the book, it's like a weas- uh, like a scrawny old man and some 
overweight woman. Is this some kind of comment on the type of police that we're going to expect to see in San Francisco, and that's why we need Malcolm and the SOS? Yeah, for sure. Like, this is, <laughs> these are not Chicago guys with, like, giant fucking, like, freak guns. Yeah, they look like... This is like police guns. academy. Well, we met that <laughs> other one previously. She seemed cool. It's her sunglasses. Oh, yeah. These guys are total police academy type guys. Yeah. They're but, goons. Yeah. But yeah, this this girl destroyed the school and killed everybody. Fucked up. I thought it was awesome. This was an awesome thing because, like, it's that kind of thing where you got the, like, it's not an easy corporate comics thing. Like, in a corporate comic, like, you know... Maybe she wouldn't have killed her classmates, but she would have, like, maybe, you know, like destroyed the school or whatever. Here she's, like, fucking just killed the fucking... She's killed the other, like, kids. You know she's going to end up in a bad way because the drug is going to have some kind of bad effect on her body. You don't know what yet. Like, the whole thing is just a terrible situation. And it's the awesome kind of shit you only get in Savage Dragon, baby. You get the it's cool cover callback. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, the John Day appearance. I love that panel with the two cops on the bottom. They look great holding the pistols. Oh, yeah. I've got a bead on her. <laughs> she was ready to blast the child way too easy. Boom. Great texture on the bricks. Great explosion. Clearly not a dick punch. It's in the abs. <laughs> right. It's good. This is just a good ass, like the way the, the body language on her and Malcolm. Yeah. yeah. I love it. Love it. Love it. Love it. Love it. Great stuff, dude. All that weird brick texture that he's doing. Yeah. Like all crisscross one way and then crisscross the other, especially like around Malcolm's calf. Yeah, it's great. I kind of get the impression that Malcolm's letting her beat the shit out of him. Yes. For sure. Yeah, because he could probably, like, knock her block off, like, with a one punch, you know? Well, you can see how easily he defeats or he stops her punches. Right. And then when he does hit her, it's, uh... Does he hit her? No, he, he never hits her. He never hits her. I'm thinking of the guys in the beginning. No, she. Uh, he, mo- he. The only thing he does is he he grabs her hands, immobilizes her, and gets kicked for the trouble. But otherwise, he is just trying to immobilize her and let her like wear herself out. That get, is get get it out of her system on him because yeah. he can mm-hmm. take it. Yeah. You know? It's a great page that where she's like kicking him, and especially that last panel. I love just those like like I said those thick inks and just just kind of quick, not a lot of detail, but awesome cartooning of her face yeah. her face oh, is yeah. awesome okay and the bunt so good that yeah like the body yeah like yeah she did that on the... that's yep. a that's a really good pose with the foreshortened yeah. on the on the foreground leg yeah 10 out of 10 man this is good action good cartooning just excellent i love i love his scratchy panels yeah, you mean Those, with the borders? Yeah. The border, the dry brush stuff? Yeah. 
Yeah, like if you look, you even see the ink spatters like all over the page, which that's good. Like I love that they didn't clean that. Like he didn't clean it out. Yeah, it's good shit, man. Bunt, bunt, so good. I don't think we've had a bunt in thirty. No, years. it's a good bunt. <laughs> Uh, yeah and again the cop with the big nose and the weird upper lip what a cartoon character like again I love that chick's face like these two are good characters awesome are they going to be recurring characters I hope yeah that'd be cool I I always like reoccurring characters like the familiarity of just seeing guys pop back up that you've seen before just the same like news reporter and the same yeah, even like back in the day, like the same cops, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And she has some kind of heart problem there. Well, yeah, her heart gives out from all the exertion. Yep, too much uh, strain on your body, just like glum, pounding angel. It's a great face, though, the heart attack face, and she's like, Ugh. <laughs> when when Ric Flair had his heart attack and when he was cutting a promo on in WCW. <laughs> that's a good that's a nice deep cut. <laughs> was it like lot they have it recorded? Yeah, I'll send you the link later. It was like a real heart attack. <laughs> it sure looked real to me. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Yeah, Wendy Williams was a work but Wendy Williams had a stroke on TV too and that's the clip is insane. Just she like, just starts talking gibberish. She just started. She got big eyes and just started shaking and fell over. And I was like, "Uh, horrifying." But she lived, so you. I mean, you can laugh a little. It's fine. But she's like, all fucked yeah, up. Now. Ric Flair is never going to die. <laughs> no, he's immortal. Yeah, he's nothing. He's die. replaced all his blood with cocaine <laughs> <laughs> and alcohol. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I like the zipatone that Eric's using. It's thick and big, obvious dots. Yeah. And it's yeah. it's used throughout the issue several times, and eh, I don't know, just gonna say shout out to Zipatone. Well, I would imagine that would be a Photoshop filter. Yeah, I'm sure it's digital at this point. I love like this whole page of the heart attack. Like I love Malcolm's pose on the second panel. I love like the different camera angles. Like you know, like that's the thing with Eric doesn't get enough credit for. Like he can take things that could be should be kind of boring. And just the way he places the camera angles, it's just great. Like that that shot with the cops like running towards like, like their legs. Yeah. yeah, like let's be real. The stress marks on their pants leading up to their cheeks. Yeah, no, I'm it's just saying. Like, yeah, it's like <laughs> it is good. I'm just, I'm not. It's so like visually it's interesting throughout the book. Like something that if you gave this to another artist, just wouldn't come out this way. Yeah, no, 100% going to back you up. Like, here's the thing. Three simple words. Move the camera. Yeah. Yeah. And if Rob Liefeld can get it, and I don't know if he does it, but even Rob Liefeld tweeted, move the camera. I'm saying, move the camera, folks. Not everything needs to be a Jim Lee action figure straight on shot. Right. You You can move that camera around and get interesting dynamic angles, compositions, you're the cinematographer when you're making the comic. A lot of comics suffer from that camera in the same place. Everyone's from the waist up. Yeah. You're just going to move that shit around, dude. 
And do a shitload of cross hatching on a big old nose. Yeah. That's so awesome. I love, I love it. it. I love every line. Like if I if if like you try to do it, it just wouldn't work for some. You know what I mean? Like it's like. But like the rest of his face is just like these big chunky. I don't want to say like bad, but like loose lines, and then rendered the shit out of that nose. <laughs> and it looks great. It, it doesn't it. look like it should work, but it does no, totally. It's like Sam Keith kind of. Yeah, cartooning. Baby. If I tried to do that, it would just look awful. Yeah, yeah same. Be... It would just look like a big splotch. That it was a mistake. That's a, a lifetime of cartooning. Yeah, it's awesome. Awesome shit. Pretty low key pace to end on, I'll say. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> when I read it, I was like, Yeah, oh. well, I know. I, I kind of like the way it wraps up because it's like you know we just saw this like super freak kind of little girl just destroy school and it's like it really is kind of a good way to wrap it up in terms of like oh we got like four of these kids that right they're not aren't on a drug they have this power all the time right yeah their, it was their heart won't stop when they're murdering a bunch of people <laughs> right right also they're getting tall like, uh, or maxine is just short no, the kids. I was gonna mention that, like the kids, definitely like grew bigger. Like they're like, definitely look like thinner, like eight or ten year olds. I don't know how old they are now. Anyone have any idea? Um, they gotta be going on ten or twelve because the angel we saw was like six, and so I guess that's to be in the merging of the multiple Earths happened about six years ago, real mm-hmm. time, and the kids were definitely around then. So they gotta be a bit older than that. Suppose I could go check their birth dates. I'm gonna go ahead and praise another subtle piece of storytelling. Uh, we saw Maxine hoed out in the earlier issue, earlier part of the issue, but she's wearing this super cute outfit to pick the kids up. Hey guys, that's just good parenting. Yeah. So I think they're almost nine, or, right? Or was she so creeped out by Mickey Mouse? Well, this is the same out- this is the same outfit she was wearing when she met Mickey Mouse. Was it? I'm pretty sure she yep, was wearing right. the button up with the mini skirt. Yeah. It is, you're right. Sorry. Yeah, so this is the, like the same day. Really... This is the same day. I'm glad that the issue was it ends on a shitty Larson car though. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah. I mean that sincerely, you know? I miss him. Instead of some I... traced Amy Dragon was born yeah. in 2015, so she is 14. No, my math. No, is bad. nine. She is, she's nine. Not quite nine yet. Yeah. Well, Maddie's in school too. Like she was the youngest, and she's in school too. So it's like, huh? Yeah. There's a lot of clicking going on. Oh, sorry. Someone's letting their fake fan show. <laughs> We, we just you don't know off the it. top of your head? <laughs> exactly. You don't know 30 years of comics just out of your head? Fake. Fake fan. 2018, so she is... Now, I think, like, here's the thing, is if you thought that last page like was five a or disappointment... Six, six yeah. I, first grade. I think the the real thing that was disappointing was this backup. Yeah. yeah you should know. skip it. What should we, don't even mention it. Yeah. Let's just keep going. It was a great episode, guys. Good issue. <laughs> Raven, nice to have you back. Yeah, thank you, thank you. No, uh, jokes aside, dude, absolutely fantastic. Love this backup. Yeah. 
This is the kind of shit that I love the most from a Savage Dragon backup. It features Savage Dragon characters. It's an in-continuity, like it features events from things we've read, so it feels like it matters, even if Eric's going to ignore it. It feels like it matters. And this shit is just TNT. You, Mark, artists... We got Rich, Gods of War, Johnny Raygun, Sergeant Werewolf, Woodall, also contributing the words. Beautiful music you two make together. Beautiful music. Who did the letters on this? Jack Morelli. Jack Morelli. Nice. Dial tone. What does that mean? Explain. Is that the from G.I. Joe? Oh, right. Did he do the lettering on G.I. Joe? No, 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 no. no, Oh, that was his name? No, no. Dial Tone's real name is Jack Morelli, which I assume... I like how you laughed at me like I should have known that. (laughs) Well, it is a deep cut, because I think... (laughs) think, It's my favorite joke. (laughs) Because Morelli... Nobody gets it. Morelli probably lettered the Marvel G.I. Joe comic, and Hama Hama named all the characters, or most of them. Right. So it was probably Uh, a direct reference to the letterer. Always my guess, but it's That's nice cool. to have Dial Tone himself. <laughs> I like the the title font, the Frankenstein Force. That real like '60s horror type. That Frankenstein looks familiar. I gotta check something real quick. So while you're checking that, I'll just praise the uh, artwork. Uh, you got this badass splash page. Roughneck got his fucking legs chewed off by Mako, so we see him sitting here. Uh, it's so hard for me to not talk insider baseball on this backup because like we know the story. I don't know how much you do or don't want to get into it. But like the thing is, is I had the luxury of seeing these beautiful pages in person and Mark, of course, drew them. So he fucking saw them. So the minute I see it, I'm like, Oh no, the giant legs. Right. (laughs) So, are they? Uh, do they look too big? They're supposed so, to. When though. you first, they, yes, when they you do. First but drew it, they they weren't though, right? Right. No, I drew them much smaller initially. And then, yeah. So so basically, for the listener, they're bronze legs, right? With yeah. roughneck's body, and then Eric kind of had a like. He was like, "Those legs should be bigger, right?" Or something. Bronze like ten feet tall. Yeah, these aren't things that the artist was considering when he was drawing these pages. <laughs> I love it. But here's the thing is that like, what's funny is so just so you guys know, like if you see it like normal proportionate, he looks like a fucking badass. Yeah. If you, if you see it with giant legs, it changes the whole tone. His legs are so big. But that, yeah, to, but I to, think that's kind of funny. It is funny. I, I, I mean, Roughneck is not a serious character. So having him having unusually <laughs> long legs is hilarious. So, well, yeah. can, can, can you talk about this? Like, the making of this a little bit like or is it um i did, can yeah sure did did you go back and redraw it or did you just expand like cut and paste kind of we just kind of went in and made them bigger i wasn't going to redraw anything yeah and it was all colored by then uh, so we just kind of went in photoshop and just kind of enlarged them it is a bit fucked up that he made you redraw him. I'll, I'll but admit, he took he took pretty... so Nobody long. Made... You guys had this in right for like months before he said something. <laughs> yeah. 
I remember, That's... like, because it was like originally it was going to be in the issue before. Yeah, no, we had this done a long time ago. And yeah, it was like you know we'll see who gets things done or whatever. And I but know that was you the guys... thing was because um, how this story even came about is like Rich was proposing like maybe because we're like there's so much spawn shit there needs to be more dragon shit so i think rich was like maybe you could have like a spin-off book about super villains or something or like even like a running backup and eric was like what i really need right now is to fill this 100 page book that i just solicited because mm. i don't have stories for it so it's like if you guys want to come up with something for that that'd be great so uh rich came up with some ideas um one of them was uh a north force story that eric found some logic problem with it so that got shot down another one was like a story about thor on trial for all his crimes over the years that eric didn't like and Rich and I were like, we're just beating our head against the wall. We're like, I don't know what to do. And we're like, he says this in an email. It's like, we were trying everything. So we even suggest we're thinking of an idea where Roughneck gets new legs. And Eric's like, well, that might be a good idea. Why don't you go ahead and do that? <laughs> That's an Eric Larson good idea. Right. So he sh <laughs> and he's like, he should have bronze legs. Go, go write it. <laughs> so so okay so since we're getting into the insider baseball I'll just say so i thought that you had uh braun looking i mean uh, you had roughneck looking pretty badass honestly and the idea of him having uh super powered legs is kind of kick-ass too so the funny thing is is that like this hits my eyes as he looks goofy and wrong because i saw right. it the other way and so now that we've discussed that you had to Photoshop the legs and fix all the art, it just bakes my beans. I don't know what the de I don't I don't know what the decision making was where you don't just have Dr. Pugley change one line of text instead of changing all the art. Because like he says he even says, Good, good, it may take a bit uh, to get used to them. They are considerably larger than what you're used to. Uh, but like what it would have been just as easy to do is have him say, uh, good, good. I even resized them to fit your body. And then with one line of text, you could have fixed the problem finger quotes instead of having to change all the art and make him look goofy and everything. It's fine. In the end, of course, I think that the backup still shines. Well, I Dr. I Pugley doesn't nice. know how to reduce body limb sizes, Raven. So <laughs> apparently was your logic. <laughs> I think what it comes down to is we Eric see him reduce a monster suggested him having these giant legs because he thought it would look stupid. <laughs> but does, and does... Then when the pages came in and they didn't look dumb, he's like, well, what happened? <laughs> you guys, you ruined my joke. Make them look dumber. <laughs> Make them look dumber. That's uh, that sounds like Eric. I mean, the right. first time we see Pugly, is he not reducing a monster in size with a remote control? <laughs> with one button? <laughs> yeah. He pushes one Boop. button and it shrinks down and he just takes... So I'm just saying it would have been so easy. It's okay. I honestly... Did, right who chose I'll a... Just, go ahead. Sorry. Or I'm sorry. The just, last thing I'll say is that like it was hilarious to hold this story up because I knew it was done before the wedding issue. 
and I thought it was going to be in the wedding issue, and the the wedding issue really needed fresh yeah. material. Yeah, and I, so it's like, it needed one less megaton story and more. And of this. when I got yeah, when I got that, I was just like, "Where's the, where's the roughneck story?" <laughs> All right, I'm done. Go ahead. <laughs> The Doctor Pugly. Did you guys choose him from? I remember he showed up in like the Jack Staff thing. Is that? Yeah, you, that was. Um, I was trying to think of who we could use, and I originally suggested we use Doctor Savannah because I knew he was already established as like a mad book. doctor here. Yeah, I'm like, who's a mad doctor? We can use Dr. Savannah. And I was talking with Gavin. He's like, well, that was that Dr. Pugsley guy, that Professor Pugsley. I'm like, he's never, probably never going to be shown up again. Let's try him. So we put it in the story, and Eric approved it. He let us kill him. Nice. And then who helped you out with all the vicious circle goons? Did Gavin, like, give you, like, a list of who was recently killed or something? No. Um, well, the original story that Rich wrote, because Rich came up with this Frankenstein Force idea. That was which all is, him. Which is great. It's really good. Yeah. The story that he wrote, and he wrote like full script dialogue. It had like dates and stuff. It was all about Professor Pugley collecting all these parts of dead freaks, mm-hmm. putting them together, and like doing his experiments and then having them fail and trying new things and then at the end of the story he's like he's perfected it and then roughneck shows up with his new legs and like that was the end of the story but i was like rich this is a really good idea the problem is eric's never going to run with this yeah that we just tossed you know like if we want to tell the story with frankenstein force like we have to pretty much do it ourselves yeah because eric doesn't really give a shit about backup stuff that he wasn't involved in he never continues it right no and i don't blame him but so like like rather than have this cool idea just go nowhere forever i'm like we gotta we'll just have started out with roughnecks already got the legs right yeah good good call absolutely that was absolutely the call some of the the story that rich wrote was really good but i was like it's it's a lot of just him messing around in his lab and let's just cut to the chase right i'm gonna convince rich to uh share the script online if he wants to do that, I'm sure that he'd be fine. But um, do, we'll do you have a list of all the freaks that are made up of the Frank, Frankenstein freaks? I I had a list because I think that's what slowed me down the most was like looking up who was dead, and like what parts were still. Some of these guys get there. more screen time than they ever had. <laughs> yeah, I was like fine. Like <laughs> that tech head guy has been around since like the 20s, hasn't he? A tech? I don't. No, Techhead's been around that long. Oh, maybe then. Maybe it's like just since like one eighty. That other guy with the green head was like artillery. He's been around since. The I want to know whose torso Puckers got because that looks really familiar to me. That's sickly. Sickly. That's sickly. Yeah, and and bare hands. Oh yeah. Wait, is bare hands yeah. dead? Dude, who's whose giant arm is that in the background? I couldn't figure that out. That's uh, chaos. That's chaos. Oh shit! I wasn't even From thinking of that. Control. Yeah, because yeah. he shows up later on, like the arm, the giant arm, just like smashing someone. It was pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. I want to use a big. I have a big dumb arm. I wasn't even like, thinking <laughs> chaos's arm. That's wild. Well, I wanted to use guys that like had died recently, 
and without you, going back like fifty issues. You got that Myotis guy's like ear. <laughs> yeah, he's a the there. bat guy. <laughs> what the fuck? Bare hands is dead. Fuck. No. <laughs> Dude, who's um th- the the hell eyes guy? The guy with like the the one eye monocle thing. Whose body is that? Is that that's not Undermine. Who is that? Uh, the green one? Yeah. I think his name was Artillery. Oh. That that showed up a lot, that, that costume. Warfare? I don't remember his... Yeah. Might be Warfare. Yeah, he showed up in, like, a panel. Yeah. It's just, I remember that costume, and I couldn't place it. And Scott James did a story with him in it, too. Yeah. And then, who was the one, like, on, on the, um, uh... The tech head, like the pink leg with like the snake thing around it. What is that from? Um, is that like one of the worm guys or something? I think the name was like Rot Gut or something. Ah. I've got a list of these guys somewhere. I couldn't. I was like, going to try to find it because I knew you guys would be asking who <laughs> all these parts were. I don't worry Split about it. Split head, death gaze. <laughs> oh, it's death gaze, right? Is not yeah. yeah death, death gaze, gaze is, is the guy with the. The monocle. And Bug Eye. Split Head has got like the... I gotta say, these these guys at the poker game are cool. I, I suspect you created those. Yeah, those are all new guys. Is the that owl? Woodsy the Owl? Yeah, it was great. <laughs> is that Woodsy? <laughs> no, that character is named Weird Owl. <laughs> oh, dude, yes. <laughs> Weird Owl. Who's the boxing glove guy? Tough Jeff. <laughs> Tough Jeff. Yeah. Good, good stuff. What about the like the guy with the f- the mustache with the with the Bucky costume? I think his name was uh, the p- the poorly behaved rascal, something like that. I gave him some <laughs> dumb, long winded, pretentious name. The, the, the badly f- behaved. The flame guy. I love. I love the flame guy. He's got like the tube arms, like very uh, young bloodish. Well, Mako-esque. That guy's name is Firearm. He looks like a Freak Force villain. Yeah. Whose job was it to put what cards on the cards that you drew? I did all that. You had to do all that? Yeah, I don't think I had to, but I'm the one who did it. Good for you, man. What'd you say? Who, who did what? Who put, put all, all the, the cards? Yeah, the, the little cards, the detail yeah, of the, the cards. playing cards. I drew them blank, and then I had to put the little... I was like, I don't want anyone else to have to do this. I'll just do it myself. Good for you. Yeah. And that panel with them all attacking, I was trying to treat it like a double page spread, but have it be like a just a big panel. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I tried to squeeze in as much shit as I could. Well, let's, let's one thing I we didn't talk about was like on the first page, and then what happens again later on is like all the character, like the the callbacks. So like yeah. that that first page is. The Super Patriot pose from... Is that from the miniseries? Yeah, that was from issue two. And then I also recognize the the wall. You know, his first... Roughneck's first appearance. Yep. He's kicking through the wall. And then basically the, the dialogue is almost word for word. Dialogue's pretty similar there too, yeah. It's, those are the only real callbacks that I had. But I, I definitely wanted to call back to his first appearance because now he's got these legs he can kick through walls twice as hard <laughs> right <laughs> it's a good point yeah 
So if we gotta sh- have him showing off his new legs, it's gonna be kicking everybody. So even when they're fighting, he's just kicking guys. Can you imagine he's peeing through bronze dingus? Oh, I'm sure it's massive. <laughs> I know. You know, that's exactly what I was thinking. I was like, the size difference. Yeah. Of course. It's sure massive. <laughs> yeah. Uh, she- yeah. When I when we did. Rich did that story that he wrote to me, and I was like, "Rich, we got to change this up." The problem was he was so busy that he like I he couldn't come back to like coming up with a new plot for like a week or so. So I said, "Rich, if it's okay, I can try to come up with something that get us started." In the meantime, so I plotted something out, but I didn't have an ending. And I sent it to Rich, and I said, "We'll we'll figure out an ending." He's like, "All right." He sends it to Eric, and then Eric comes back with notes. He's like, "Oh, this is a good story, but there's there's no ending." <laughs> <laughs> so the end with the Canadian punching out Roughneck—that was Eric's suggestion. It's good. Yeah, it's a good it's ending. A good way to tie it up. Yeah, it's a good way to tie it up. Yeah, uh, it's really good. Great, fantastic, even. Yeah, this is an exceptional backup. And just so you know. Even though it seemed like I was alluding that the bigger legs ruined it, they're fine. It's actually fine. Yeah, when I see the finished comic, I just have the burden of seeing the original art. And like I said, in the original art, he looked cool. Like, the legs look cool on him. And now, like, it's like they do look a little silly. But guess what? It's fine. And it actually doesn't ruin or detract from anything. It's fine. And so it's actually one of my favorite backups in a long fucking time. Yeah. Fantastic work, Thank dude. Thanks, I think that was my problem, too, was that when I was trying to put this story together with Rich, I was like, let's make Roughneck, like, a badass. So he's got these badass legs, he's beating up all these guys, and then the end, he just gets punched once <laughs> by a Canadian, and I'm like, oh, yeah, this is a joke. Right? He just and crushes okay. the doctor's arms pretty funny. <laughs> yeah, he should have stepped on it. Hindsight. Whose idea was it to have Pugly uh, have that manner of speech? That's the way Eric wrote him in his one appearance. Okay. You broke me arm. Yeah, it's good. He's like Cockney or something, I think. Yeah, we tried. There was not not a lot to well, go. We know I mean, he, he came from Jack Flat, uh, Jack Staff, I mean. So, he's you know, we know he's from the UK, right? Somewhere. Yeah. Oh, I didn't oh, know so that. He, what, so he was the one of the villains in, like, um, the World Tour arc? Yeah. yeah, the oh. crossover with Jack Staff. He was fighting Jack Staff. That was like a one-page appearance. Yeah, I think he had one line of dialogue. Didn't he? Wasn't he controlling some giant monster or something? Yeah, yeah and then he comes he with this reduces. little remote control and makes him small, and it's like, "Sorry, guys, I'll see you later." Rich had this whole thing written of like, <laughs> a, a motivation for this guy to be pissed off, but I was like, "It's weak." We gotta just cut to the chase. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah, it's a backup. I mean, you, you, you only got like eight pages, so yeah, you have to. It is. Yeah. That's the. We didn't. We barely had enough time. Time to like have him fight anybody. Yeah, that, that's that. That's, that's, that's if a, Rich wants yeah. to share the story. I'm sure you guys will like it. It's he spent time on it, research and everything, but. That's well written. Oh, he's one of the hard. He's one of those writers. <laughs> Well, that's, it's yeah, a, it's usually, those usually aren't the kind of scripts that he gives me. It's usually very Marvel method. <laughs> it's just hard to write like a backup like that. You want to have two pages of fighting, right? Right. And then it Minim- doesn't minimum. leave you much to do anything else. 
You know, so you got to like really economize your space. Well, that was always the big challenge back in uh, the Super Freaks is that we only had like five pages each and you really yeah. had to economize. Right. Well, yeah, you got to do yeah. like condensed storytelling and just just get get to the basic stuff and the most important things and get through it. It really like that's the beauty of a short story is it truly cuts the fat. Like you gotta, it's like every single panel counts, right? And I think you guys did an absolutely fantastic job because it's like what? It's a five pager. I think it's eight, uh, one, one, three. Five, seven, seven, seven. It's seven beefy. Pages. I'm just saying it's beefy. I think yeah, you guys there's a lot really going on. Yep. I think you did a great job. I, that was one of the goals is I wanted it to feel like it fits in and that we have read Savage Dragon before and we know who some of these characters are. No, it's got every like Raven says, it's got like everything you want in a backup. I like, you know, for longtime fans, it's got the cool little Easter egg, wink, wink, callbacks. Yeah. It's got cool reoccurring characters it's got new characters that are kind of fun to look at it adds to the story yeah but who cares <laughs> it's funny the names are even more hilarious um no i, I uh this is I'm, I'm with raven these are the kind of backups i want to see i want to see backups if they're going to be like drawn and written by anyone it's got to be like a fan that knows like the insider stuff that's all I can hope for. <laughs> Just that the fans like it, you know? 10 out of 10. I mean, absolutely 10 out of 10. And it took a great, it took an issue that was really pretty good and it made it a great issue. Yep. Uh, because again, that, that, you know, the main story absolutely delivered. And then you get to this backup and it absolutely delivers. You flip to the back cover, the back covers, Don Simpson. It's just like, God damn, dude, this was, what's funny is I shit on the, I'm so glad I didn't have to record that episode. I shit on the wedding issue so hard uh, because it dropped the ball and it uh, was such a disappointment in a lot of ways. Uh, but like this issue is everything you could want from Savage Dragon. Like it totally like 180. Like I was like, okay, dude, like, you know, that's the thing is a bad issue of Savage Dragon is a fluke. There's right. like way more good ones than bad ones. So this one definitely yeah. felt like a return to form. Hell yes. And it's so, I like, it's nice to be sandwiched in between, like, a nice dragon story and a Megaton Man. Yeah. And a classic. Like, that's su such yeah. a classic uh, matchup. The, the only problem is, like, when I tell people, like, go buy the new Savage Dragon. I've got a story in it. They're going to read it. Like, is this cum? Is this, is this <laughs> Yeah, it's true. Cum? That's true. It's like. I'm like, nah, baby, that's ice cream. Spilled, mil <laughs> spilled milkshakes. Yeah, and I'll send them to this podcast, this episode. I'm like, you can hear me clearly say that it's ice cream, right? <laughs> no, I'm very happy that I'm in this this issue. This is a real good one to be in. Yeah, dude. Uh, this is is this your second backup? Yes. In all these the years, first listen. one I think was 207 or something. It was a while ago. Yeah, I know Eric. I know Eric used to listen. I don't know if he listens anymore, but like, I wouldn't it, if I were him. If he, <laughs> but if if he does. I'm saying if there's any hope in this world that, like, the main man hears this shit is like, dude, more Mark Welser and Rich Woodall backups. Next time you need to fill 100 pages, call these lads back. <laughs> call them back. 
Get him in 275, get him in 300. Hey, he's, I'm ready he's all, he ran out of the megaton stuff, so he's going to need uh, some filler there. He's going to need yeah. new material. Yeah. That cursed new material. Dude, I, I got to say, um, the the Don Simpson uh, pinup, that's a, that's a commission from Juan, right? Or is that something new? I know that Juan got a dragon... Megaton Man commission. I don't know if it's the same one uh, or not. I, I, I thought 2022. I love the wooies as big as me this time. Because <laughs> when they first fought, you know, it was like Savage Dragon was, you know, still in the miniseries. He was like small. Yeah. Yeah. How, How did Don Simpson, of all people, get the fin wrong? It's How? easy to do. <laughs> How though? How he knows dragon? It's not like he doesn't I mean, know. to be fair, the era of he that not care the era the era. <laughs> oh, I know he does. The care. era of that Megaton crossover, dragon's fin was very inconsistent, even in the in the comic. Okay, it's po- I'll let it. It's go. Possible he was went back and referenced his own issue. Dude, it does say it's a 90s grudge match. So, it's all good. It, it could be 90s dragon. And it's nice that we were able to identify the artist of the pinup on this issue. Because <laughs> poor Ryan Alexander Tanner was very upset that nobody could read his, his signature. I didn't know who he was when we did our last episode. Yeah, yeah it's our fault, our fault for not having the letters pages. I'm sure it was written there. So Ryan Alexander Tanner, which is a name that I've committed to memory, <laughs> and I'm not reading off my phone. We apologize. You guys need to get your shit together. I don't know what the fuck was happening while I was gone, but it sounds like a shit show. Yeah. It was gallivanting, a lot of gallivanting. Well, it's time to scrape the crust off this shit sandwich. We're getting ser- We're getting serious, okay? All right, this is my last episode. Thanks, guys. <laughs> So I'm looking at the Savage Dragon Megaton Man crossover issue, and Dragon's fin is exactly like that on the cover. Oh, so you're it? saying you're saying Dawn referenced the? Uh... Yeah, <laughs> I'm sure they're on the same kind of trash pile. This was a commission for Ryan Balcom. Ah, and uh, I was looking it up. I was trying to find. Da- it. Da- Don it turned it into a poster too, which I bought at Trificon last year. Which I have not nice. found any place to hang up yet. I don't. I don't. See, I don't appreciate. U- I don't usually buy posters. I appreciate that, like Don did a commission that was good enough to be used as a poster or a thing. Like some guys, they'll do these commissions and they're kind of shabby. Mm-hmm. And like you know, clearly Don's doing his damn thing in this one. So hell yeah, dude. Well, always good to see Don Simpson in there. Always, Don is a treasure. Um, I'm looking very forward to not only his uh, omnibus collections for Megaton Man, so I can revisit those, uh, but apparently they're doing a. Um, oh, Craig, we should probably talk about this. I mean, it's not really a big deal, but there's that that big Big Bang Comics Kickstarter. You apparently got your book. Uh, I haven't got it yet, but it's coming. Oh, okay. For some reason, I thought you posted about it. All right. But apparently, they're doing nope. another one, and it's based I on I got Megaton the PDF Man. of it right now. Uh, uh, so, yeah, there's going to be a Megaton Man similar style 
fan book endorsed by Don Simpson. Yeah, he's very active. He is. And um, helping out all the creators and stuff that are working on stories there. And he's doing a couple of new stories himself for that book. He's doing like a couple of intro pages and yeah. yeah. He's got something with the Night Watchmen, I think, is for that book. Yeah, he's he's actually approving all the stories too. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't really. Although I did not really know the circumstances of the Big Big Bang book. Uh, like, was uh, Gary involved in its in its editing or? I don't know how much he was involved, but he was looking on at least. Like, I I don't know like if he was like okaying things or not okaying things, but yeah. Very cool. So I think we got a good one in the bag here, guys. I think that about wraps it up. Um, next issue solicitation. I did not even think to find that. Hold on. You mean to say on the next issue of Savage Dragon. <laughs> <laughs> Savage Dragon 269. <laughs> Malcolm Dragon's team. Malcolm Dragon's team is assembled as the SOS West goes into action against the scourges of the seven seas, the vicious fishes. Is that what it actually says? That's exactly yep. what it Who says. Who the fuck are the yep. vicious fishes? This is the first time you're hearing this? Yeah, actually, I don't think I ever read the solicitation on that one. <laughs> Beautiful cover. We get to see the twins, like both of them, behind Malcolm and Angel as they, like, tackle the hands of an ugly. It's awesome. 269, look it up. Nice. Do you now, think the vicious fishes are behind the super juice? I've got an even better question for you. We've got twins. All right, fuck me then, I guess. Go ahead, <laughs> then I guess I'm done. <laughs> no, no. We got this is issue two sixty nine and we got twins on the cover. Uh-oh. Do you think we're gonna see two sixty nines in this oh. issue? You know what? That was a much better question. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm dude. I'm sorry I was mean to you. No, I apologize. <laughs> I'm sorry, dude. You were you were right to do that. Two sixty nine. <laughs> That's perfect. Does Eric have the willpower to resist that joke? <sighs> if he is listening to this, I he's gonna redraw that page right now and make sure that it happens <laughs> he's erasing right now he's like damn it <laughs> why did I think of that well I guess I got to you know <laughs> too late now <laughs> no I can't wait to see the vicious fishes they're the scourges of the seven seas don't you know <laughs> that's I remember hearing that recently about them yeah it's it's all anybody in the west can talk about Hopefully Jimbo's a member. Oh, we're never going to see Jimbo. No, we're not. It's okay to never give up hope. (laughs) And annoy everyone around you. Well, there should be some good backups coming up in, like, that issue and and other ones too, right? Because I know a bunch of people, I'm sure, did some for 267 that, that didn't run. Oh, really? Oh, yeah? <laughs> I assume. That's what I'm assuming, because I know ours was supposed to run in there, and he's like, I'm just going to go ahead with this Megaton stuff. So I'm assuming that there are other stories that he's got banked. I uh, I don't I don't know. I w- my assumption was, and this was based on nothing, 
is that he did he didn't have that much stuff to print, and so he ran all the vanguards instead and isn't bumped you because the page counts didn't line up right. Am I wrong? But isn't there a Greta Gearbox story floating somewhere or something that? They yes. Keep mentioning this Greta Gearbox story that I'm, I thought had an artist. Yeah, and then something happened, and like he's just disappeared, and I'm just like, bro, throw it my way. I'll draw that Greta Gearbox back up for free ninety nine. Greta Gearbox mm-hmm. disappearing from the book is one of the most annoying things to me, because she was such a good design and potential character, and now because of whatever this is, she's just gone. Look, I just want her and Walter to like team up and beat up people. That's all I want. That that's fantastic. I support well, I'm just, that. I'm just saying I we can't be the only people that finished a story and then didn't make it in the book. There's gotta be more. <laughs> okay. I've just Hopefully. I'm not saying that because I have secret information. I'm just I have a hunch. <laughs> this sounds like he has secret information, fellas. I really don't. But I I, I gotta imagine other people drew a bunch of cool shit, right? I have no idea, honestly. Yeah, I don't know either. I got nothing. No, no insight. Right. Well, if it, if I'm wrong, then that's fine. I'll leave my hat. <laughs> okay. I've seen it. It's pretty big. I'm wearing it right now. My hat. Yeah. yeah. I bet well, you I know what kind of hat you're wearing. It doesn't matter what kind of hat. It's a cool hat. So, thanks for listening, everyone. Um, you, of course, can always find us at savagefincast.com, and you can email us uh, your questions, your comments, your uh, corrections, and your interesting conversation responses to savagefincast at gmail.com. You can find us on Spotify and YouTube and iTunes, and I guess now uh, YouTube, pod, uh, YouTube Music, which sucks and I hate. Uh, don't recommend it, but it's there. <laughs> What an endorsement. It, for, it forgets where you are in your freaking podcast. It's like the one thing a podcast app should do. There's a reason this isn't in under Philadelphia. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not thrilled about the Google podcast app going away at all. Oh, YouTube. Because uh, Google owns YouTube, so they got a 6-6 six, six synergize. Ugh. Anyway, enough of that. Uh, so thanks for listening, everyone. Have a good one. See ya. Take it easy. Welcome back, Raven. Thanks, oh, good. Bro. Someone finally said it. <laughs>